Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This week in League, a man that once mistook a Christmas tree for a woman comes to the rescue of colorblind Kiri. Turns out the Ginge might not own the game forever. Stand back, Harvey Norman, because we have a new home for the most overpriced LG in the world. And we preview all of the action for Rep Round 2015. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 186 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I am juiced to the eyeballs on caffeine. Hey, fucking, how's the coffee drinking going? I've, uh... Might just turn the volume I've, off on your phone too, champ. Oh, yeah, good idea. I've, um... I've got around coffee. Yeah, like... After so, 37 years. But previously, you'd not had it before, or you'd had oh, it... I've and had, had a sip here and there. I was like, geez, that tastes like shit. Well, obviously, and then, your mouth is broken as your fucking state allegiances. <laughs> had a little, uh, little episode driving home from uh, recording the show last week where I uh, had four separate incidents of uh, blacking out behind the wheel at 100 kilometres an hour. Yeah. And I was like... You had fucking... You had, you had cruise control on, though. Yeah, yeah, it was good. So it's not but it doesn't steer the car, Nathan, <laughs> or it? apply the brakes, no. Fuck, I've literally never had my hands on the wheel. I don't have a Peugeot, though. <laughs> <laughs> French engineering. Yeah, possibly. Uh, look, I, I said to myself, I said, self... You need to do something about this shit. You need to find a way to stay so, awake for longer. So, so your first coffee, what did it end up being? Oh, just a, just a flat white. I got a little flat baby white. one, a little, little or not a baby, baby chino, not a baby chino, like, <laughs> you know, like a small one. Yeah. Just to Chinese my way in. Yeah. And uh, just to like, Chinese your way in. I, I'm not familiar with that. Try phrase. and ease my way in. <laughs> Fuck you, dead. I thought it was like some racist shit you were going out. <laughs> Chinese. I had to go real soft, like the Chinese. <laughs> had to be a communist about it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah no okay flat white so yeah had a flat white uh, and I've had one on Sunday I've had two today in preparation for the show yeah, have you and had... now I'm sucking on a Coca-Cola life which I believe still has caffeine right have you had a uh, yes had a cappuccino one cappuccino today and a flat white and this will be it's not this week in coffee fucking good have you have you have you gone the latte yet no not yet probably only a matter of time though really isn't it Nathan well, I, th- I think even start there. Man, that there fucking, is, you know, even start. quite partial to Polynesian men shaves his chest, and it's only a latte. It's not a million miles away from a latte, is it? Really? <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> are you even talking about? You know, hey, groom my balls and stuff. I, I, That's I, what latte drinkers do. A fucking epic coffee coffee discovery today. Did you really? It's fucking after all these years drinking coffee, because I'm fucking stricting up again. I've got to get in fucking shape, and so I'm not having any milk or sugar or anything anymore, and um. So how am I going to make this fucking coffee taste good? So I was fucking, I was looking online to see you know, what I fucking do. I wish. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would just give me more reasons, wouldn't it? But no, they said fucking put some cinnamon, like decent, like like a teaspoon of cinnamon in there. And I'm like, 
Well, it won't taste bad. I mean, I like cinnamon, so I mean, you know, I guess we'll fucking see. So, made a coffee today. Forgot I fucking had it brewing and everything. So it was like strong as fuck. So I go up there, throw in the cinnamon, stir it in. Holy fuck! It gives the illusion that it's fucking of like sweetness. Excellent. It's tremendous. So there you go, kids. There's a free fucking tip from straight from your fucking old uncle Nate. Cinnamon in the coffee, bro. <laughs> this weekend coffee. Oh, there's no real beard news. Wife still hates it. Yeah. Fucking loathe, loathes it. Like, I mean, what's the worst in loathe? Oh, look, there's a few There's a few people on the anti-Glenn beard bandwagon at the moment. Oh, really? Caught up, with, uh, caught up with our, uh, our closest uh, friends, or former closest friends, on Sunday. <laughs> Jeez, there were some people carrying on about the fucking beard. Anyway, they're about to be replaced. Good. Good. Well, fucking. I don't, I don't have room for that sort of negativity. Well, well, negativity well I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're talking about the same friends and Natalie O's party. <laughs> Troy comes up to me fucking late in the piece and goes, Fuck, I'm going to look like a real ignorant prick, but I didn't even realise it was you. <laughs> With that hobo beard. <laughs> you look like a fucking hobo. And then he's like, Brad, come and check this out. <laughs> Dear, oh dear, this this beer thing is the, the more the more pushback I get, the more resolve I fucking have. Exactly. Quite frankly, um, so yeah, it's not it's not changing. Uh, I've been looking into products online, the fucking like the you know beard oil, or, you know, different like vanilla scented beard oil and all this thinking sort of stuff. About, I'm thinking about going and get another trim, some more product. Yeah. I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna get the product. Do the Might pro- get a latte do, afterwards do, do before the... I go home and groom my own balls. <laughs> Yeah, you're letting that go free too. Fucking why not? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to be a Sasquatch, fucking get the... <laughs> Sasquatches are naked sometimes too. All right, now, some food. <laughs> what? When are they ever clothed? <laughs> oh, have you seen Harry and Henderson's? <laughs> no, of course you're not. It's a movie. <laughs> it was on film. Of course you haven't fucking seen it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. It's got Chewbacca in it, right? Someone put a fucking... Someone put a fucking thing up about, oh yeah, Nate was talking about Summersby or something like last week. I don't even remember that. <laughs> Summersby. No, it's only like Richard Gere and Jodie Foster. Oh, really? I thought you were talking about the cider. I, I, I was can't like, even, I can get around that. I can't even think of the fucking context of which I possibly could have. Fucking last week was tired night. Look, what that, is, was, that was a tired night last week. I don't know what we said. What, is, what, did, what did Chewbacca do when he wasn't doing Star Wars movies? It's a pretty niche market. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you look at him, you've seen the trailer for the new one, right? Okay, well, for the, you've, you've, you're fucking lost, for starters, for the, just for the sake that you haven't seen it. Have you seen all of the Star Wars movies? Nah. Jesus fuck Christ. Oh, sorry, I've committed, I've committed fucking nerd sacrilege. You've probably done, you've probably committed worse than that. <laughs> I, I reckon you committed every genre sacrilege. Have you seen, the, have you seen all the Godfathers? Yeah. At least the first so two, fuck right? you. You have? I don't, yeah. don't, you don't have to fuck me over it. I wasn't well, I wasn't flirting with you. I was just, <laughs> just asking you a simple question. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just letting you know that I would if you wanted to. What yeah. about Goodfellas? Yep. Bullshit, really? Yeah. Wow. Really? <laughs> I'm not going to make okay. it up. How many okay. times have I admitted All right, to, I'll go with to the, not say I've got to go with some less less classic ones then, like Casino. Okay, I knew we'd fucking. I knew we'd strike oh, something. Wow, you had to try hard. It was the first movie you came up. With. I'm, st- I'm stuck. Like, I'm not surprised you've seen The Godfather because I mean, like, you know, surely peer pressure or just you know, buzz and everything would eventually get you to see those movies. And Goodfellas is, you know, to to a slightly lesser extent. 
But um, I um, I saw those when I was going through my Sopranos phase. Okay, so you had a mafia binge. Yeah, good okay. times. So you watched all the Sopranos then. Yep. Okay, that's good. It's interesting. All right. Fuck, I held, held my own there for a bit. You did fucking well. Now I know. Now I know. I can, I, I'll just I'll just pitch stuff in your sweet spot. And it's like, okay, boom, gangster shit. Chances are, greater success. Probably not. With the reference. That's about it. Well, that's <laughs> we, thing, we're like, pretty well covered. If throwing else, I'm fucked. So, like, if I drop a so, so if I drop a reference, I go like, what, like, funny how, like, I amuse you. Where's that from? Even look, even <laughs> movies that I have seen, I struggle to remember. So that was good, fellas. That's the iconic Joe Pesci. <clears throat> when Michael from The Sopranos, actually, I can't remember whose character was in Goodfellas, but the guy that played Michael in Sopranos, the nephew of, of Tony Soprano. Yeah. You know what happened to him? Spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. Car yeah. accident. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. He was like a bomb and, and Joe Pesci fucked him up. Okay. Gee, this week in movies and coffee and beards. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> With a sprinkling of rugby league. <laughs> now let's sprinkle a little rugby league on the rest of this. <laughs> DeLorean Grey, once again, rugby league proves ahead of its time. We had a canine-based scandal years before it was cool. Did you watch it? You don't know what I'm talking about? Nope. Oh, you got your phone right there. I'm still um, I'm still thinking if DeLorean is a reference to Teen Wolf. <sighs> See, now you just fucking... That's, that's, that's just trollish behaviour. <laughs> so you don't know about Kyle Walker from the, the, the soccer player, I believe? Yet. Okay, because it was all, all the buzz on Twitter probably last Thursday, Friday night. He's put it. Yeah, he, not, not not good times for me. Thursday. A video's awesome. a video's hit hit the internet as videos often do. Mm. There the, is a couple. And uh, this one is of uh, apparently not his girlfriend, but is him and a girl that is not his girlfriend, and presumably his dog. I don't know who the dog was, but the dog is is lapping is lapping her up like she's got the cure for hip dysplasia in there or something. Sheesh. And she fucking lets it go on for a good 20 seconds before she sort of gets up laughing like, ha oh. And he's like, oh, you're, you're, you're raw, you are. <laughs> In other news, I called someone a quacker fucker today. Why? Because <laughs> I made up a rant I was buzzing after my first coffee for the day. They are cute though. They are, and they always seem so happy. Yeah. Exactly. They're so friendly. You're not supposed it's to be little, them, like, The guy is only a little fella. No, they say he wouldn't like damage it too badly. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to be a great Dane fucker, is it? <laughs> <laughs> this show is running the gamut. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that yeah that is true. And of course, yes, Joel Monaghan did um did get that going years in advance. I need to follow up on that Kyle Walker. I don't actually know what's happened, but I mean, if he hasn't been absolutely fucking eviscerated. <laughs> and lost his job and everything. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll be very surprised. Uh, Shanta, 86. Without ever listening I'm just to... reading a thread from Shanta, 86. Let me just give you the context. <laughs> Is this the one about... The, it might be about the tweet yeah. I'm reading. What's the first, the first one about his business? Without ever listening to an episode yes. of This Week in League, I've got my wife saying sex pest and now pure, pure, pure. And uh, it, it goes on. He's he su- he surprised civil. that, that uh, Pure 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 took, didn't take her as long as Sex Pest. So what's the Pure <laughs> Pure Pure? She was just counting his strokes before he... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to raise this end of the show. We're just fucking on going home in about two minutes. Then, um, 
Napoleon chimes in. Sensational. Is she trying to grow a beard too? Shunter, in true Shunter style, she'd probably outdo mine if she tried. Early days. <laughs> I love that man. Doesn't, mind, doesn't, doesn't mind smiting himself for, for, no, for comedy gold. No, he's... Uh, look, if anyone takes the piss out of Shunter better than Shunter, it's probably me. Mm-hmm. And Daylight Second, really. The Biggest Tiger. Tuesday, also known as Mass This Week in League Favourite Day. Thanks for the love, boys. Yeah. Hash often means you don't get a shout-out. Exactly. Hash, or does it? Look, mate... You, you bring in some quality, particularly around Tigers games. So fucking, this is people, there are people who get on every week and it's because they fucking, they cut, they bring it. Simple as that. And also, you're trying to, you know, you're selling the fucking, you know, you're, you're chilling the fuck out of the Run TMB shirts. I mean, you're not incredibly successful, but you're having a go. Well, Aussie <laughs> Battler, Paul Mac underscore 78 this weekend for you, mate. It's the Super Bowl FA Cup final in Kentucky Derby all in one for you. There's 34 Polynesians playing one game. <laughs> uh, what did Shanta call it last year? The Glenn Blakely Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, why? This it's, it's not true. It's fucking custom made for you. I just, I, you guys have got me all wrong. The, the Glenn Blakely Cup. I, I think the people, I mean, there's going to be the hashtag going around for the game, but I reckon get Glenn Blakely Cup in there as well. I might even Photoshop something up for it. And, and if we can get that cunt trending or like get it infiltrated into the fucking other, the mainstream shit that goes around that game. I love it. I'll be delighted. Uh, Jake underscore Chook. Talking about origin selections. I hope Pierce isn't selected for origin one. No Gallon, no Hayne for origin one. Cronk returns. Throw the dogs to the wolves. And uh, and I was notified by uh, I believe it's a Freako Nine that yeah that Laurie Daly said he's been impressed with the with the incumbent halves and they'll be there in game one. Wow! <laughs> what is that cunt smoking? Um, it used to be Jared Haynes' pole. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, now it's just crack. Yes. And not Jared Haynes. Jason's Jason's four hundred. A request. Can you do a wicked weasel-like Twill Nation bikini for the Penny's cheerleaders? I'll pay for one. Someone asked, what, a cheerleader? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking creepy motherfuckers, man. Oh, man. And they... And they come out... And, and they come out of the woodwork like... Uh, like a like fucking Smeagol. And they're like... Oh, it's not me. <laughs> I'm not the sex pest. <laughs> Motherfucker, the snail trail of drool all the way back to your yeah. fucking keyboard, mate. Look, if you have to come out publicly and say you're not a sex pest, you probably are. Yeah protesting too much speaking of sex pests special k online who uh who, who... i was just about to say i should have said the sex pestiest but yeah. i was about to say the sexiest pest i was going to give you way too <laughs> much credit potato potato <laughs> um gotta say without this week in league twitter would be very different yes and i sort of you know you wouldn't encounter uh, anywhere near the amount of fuckheads that you do yeah oh, yeah yeah do you know the best part? When someone, you know, a few Twill Nation members get going on a little bit of banter and there's a few in-jokes from the show yeah. thrown in there and then some random fuckhead that's got no idea yeah. gets jumps in and about like, gets all fucking uppity. Yeah. Oh, you poor fucking uneducated hick. And that's the thing. We can fucking smash each other as much as we like, but someone smashes one of us and fucking form like Voltron and just yeah. beat their ass here. My Saguna 85. <laughs> Fellas, what do you know? The Tigers, Sea Eagles and Titans won this round. Happy fans all around this week. Except for Chapo. In brackets. He's mortal enemy. 
they've have become mortal enemies. I thought it was funny because you know it was Doyle that started off the Sagudas tells lies yeah. thing, but for some but, reason, I mean, Chapo, to be fair, yeah. Chapo just does whatever Doyle does because yeah. he obviously looks up to Doyle. And if yeah. you're going to have a role model, Doyle's probably not the guy you want because you know. Well, if you if your goal I mean, is really. if your goal is to kind of look like like Justin Bieber and and wear a flat wear, room, wear hats. I mean, <laughs> and wear hats. No, where no, where fucking the sweet burgers are. Look, I guess if maybe Chapo's only setting the bar fairly low for himself. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Jake maybe should have started wearing shoes, but anyway, he's gone. He's gone straight for the top. He's going after Doyle. Jake underscore Chook. Last year's premiers at grand finals and minor premiers have won just one of their last eleven combined games. I was trying to think of that stat. Great competitiveness. Great competitiveness in the NRL. True, and uh, you know the, the the rise and continued rise of the West Tigers. These all these, um, these all stat, stat, stat people. In, these all stat people around there. Everyone wants to be an explain. Yeah. There's only one explain. There's only one he's handsome. DJ explain. He's handsome, and look, I'd do a spreadsheet There's on his only handsomeness, one but DJ explain. <laughs> Can you please stop doing that? Uh, that reminds me of a song that I'm not going to mention. Shunter eighty six. Theoretically, if ISC were to create a this week in league superhero jersey, which superhero would it be? This was out on Twitter, and people replied to it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, cunt man," and you know stuff. No, he's still, I assume that he's. His question is, which actual existing superhero jersey would it be? That's tough, eh? The Punisher. That'd be awesome. Fuck. It's hard. It is hard. Sport for choice. Um, for starters, it would have wouldn't, wouldn't be something from Marvel or DC. It'd have to be from like an indie one. What? <coughs> for starters... Like, what do you have just have for, to be different? For starters, the language doesn't appear in Marvel and DC Comics at all, so I mean, it'd have to be something, and you know, out there a bit. Well, that's boring. Well, the points I've removed every superhero that you're aware of, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave that one to you. <laughs> but yeah, honestly, I, I, I do not know. I'd be uh, interested to hear from someone like Hilgenfeld, who's fucking entrenched in comicdom. Uh, does his own comic book stuff too, just quietly. The man's a fucking talented genius. Oh, the biggest tiger. And he's coming to the Tigers and Manly and Titans winning the same round for the first time this year. Hash trying to be the next X-Plane. Thank you. And speaking of X-Plane, he hasn't sent me through the fucking results for the this week's <laughs> ladder thing. Hopefully he, it comes to the He's busy being recording. handsome and doing spreadsheets. That's true. About his own handsomeness. Tirana 355, easy first try scorer in the Manly game thanks to This Week in League. You're welcome, son. I've got Tedesco first try scorer this week. Too. I had I had fucking Corabetti as guaranteed first try scorer in the Manly Storm game. Oh, I'm fucking, it's fucking sacrilege, put, my friend. Put, what is sacrilege? They can score first as long as they don't score more. <laughs> I also said he was going to get a hat trick too, but in my defence, right at game time, they fucking dropped William and, and Blair and put um and uh, we had you know comebacks. So we had uh, Hiku in there and then Foran made a late comeback, so that pushed out the. He grew from 5 8 out the centre and, you know, worked well. We'll get to that, though. The Scarecrow 23. Using This Week in League jargon on normal plebs. Hash, they don't understand. Hash can't spike. Uh, <laughs> I think I replied and said, fuck them. <laughs> said, yes. Eads, 85. You were too kind on Hodges. Handles fewer balls than Jermaine Greer and has the legs of a paraplegic. <laughs> fuck, that's brutal, man. <laughs> it is. It's true, though. Ah, Benso. 
Hey, thanks for reading my tweet. Good episode, lads. With your clubs having such a tough week, the effort slash spirit is appreciated. Mate, there's been tough times all, all, all over. Fuck, really. Me. If I was going to give up after that <laughs> week. You've had some fucking terrible times. Like, we had to pull yourself through a cold-ass winter. Whilst my team is going fucking appallingly. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. Last, exactly. You know, that week was a was a fucking summer holiday compared to that shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, DMC Briz. Talking about the... It was raised last week with your voice. And, you know, the, you know too much treble and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he said, uh, Glenn's voice is a Tiger's hybrid accent. Half Westy upward infe- inflection, half Balmain latte sipping yuppie. Fuck. I don't know if I should be offended or impressed. I appreciate the 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 the, the thought behind you know the the tiger's tweet and everything like that, but but where does the where does the high octave come from? Apparently, I mean I mean listen to me right probably now. Probably the Westy side. It's fucking half Barry White over here. Probably the Westy side. <sighs> can't come on, can't <laughs> fucking can't fucking feed you, can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This fucking comes back. We had a couple of people come back on the on the fuck Mary kill thing. And hash FMK fuck Mary kill Jared Hayne. <laughs> All three parafan problems. <laughs> and Doyle, the aforementioned Doyle, M Doyle zero eight. Here's mine. Fuck Nicarima submissive. Mary Miranda. All good marriages are based on hate. <laughs> kill Blair and his misery. Wow. I think it's so funny that the great, the greatest hater of Miranda in all of the known universe would want to spend the rest of his days with him. You're <laughs> <laughs> trying to like poison him, or like Munchausen him or something, so he can, <laughs> so he's never fit to play a game or something. Uh, Facebook, Saguna. Saguna. I've constructed a bearded team that will make a man proud to have a beard, except for Chapo. <laughs> the twenty. <laughs> I can't wait to get these two cuts together in a meet up by the way. Oh, it'll be like it'll be like Ben Zed and Chapo, they'll be fucking best of mates Chapo won't it. show up. Uh, you know, he showed he showed last time, so Yeah, because he knew Saguna wasn't gonna be there. Now they've had a fucking someone's challenged him to fucking box on, Chapo won't Yeah, but, yeah, but remember Ben was talking about, you know, he, he was like taking people out in the car park and the rest of it too. I'm fucking Redfin tough and you know, I've I fought fucking all these cunts down at Redfin, mate. Fucking <laughs> smashed him. <laughs> the Twill Beardy Beards All Stars. Fullback, James Tedesco. Beautiful beard. Is it just me? And like this... Oh, fucking hell. Here we go. I just thought about this when I was watching the game on the, on Friday night. He's, if you he, if he shaved the beard off and just left the moustache, he's got a lot of fucking Freddie Mercury to his face. I don't know if it's like the teeth. Or, I don't know, but he, he strikes... He's got a bit of Freddie Mercury to him. Did Freddie Mercury have tic-tac teeth like Tedesco? Fuck me dead. <laughs> I remember M juice to the eyeballs on caffeine. There's no way I would have been able to say yeah, tic teeth like today. Say, say, I'll, I'll get you to say that again in two hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <excuse> <laughs> uh, um, uh, wingers. David Williams, of course. The Beast, Manu Vatabai. Centers, Tohu Harris. And uh, Conrad Harrell. Yeah, Connie. I guess. I guess. He's, he's got a fucking very impressive beard. Yeah, he's, he's getting there. Benji Marshall in the six. <laughs> Jeez, I'm loath. I'm loath. Does it have to be currently playing players? Because I mean, if I want to think bearded, I mean, I thought, I thought, you know, well, jeez, yeah, who would have? Been? <sighs> I don't want, I don't want Benji there. I'm trying to think of an alternative. <laughs> Fucking who else has a beard though? That's it. 
Oh, so, so Cliffy's so close with the moustache, but you know, that's it's not, not a beard though. It's not a, well, not it's closer than a fucking shaved face, <laughs> completely clean <laughs> skinned person, isn't it? Uh, seven, Cameron Smith. Oh, I see why. Because in the nine, he's got Kurt Baptiste. Fair enough. Good choice for the nine. Props. Nate Miles, Aaron Woods. Woods, he first man picked. Second, yeah, you think so, yeah. Second row, Junior Paulo, Frank Pritchard. Tony Williams in the 13. And yeah, I know that he's been, you know, he sports a beard from time to time, but I don't think of him as a, you know, it's not a signature. You had to throw one line there. Yeah, it's not a, yeah, that's right. Bench, Sisa Wanga, Josh Mansour, Semi Radraja, Adam Blair, 18th man, Michael Jennings, coach, Brad Myers. <laughs> like, I know that dude had a fucking, at the death of his career, he had a fucking impressive beard. I mean, that dude was a Viking straight up. Um, oh, beard combers, the two of us. Although he spelt your name with two N's. Pay attention. Like ignoramuses do. Sponsors the show, of course. Team song, you should consider having sex with a bearded man. I swear that's Saguna's favourite song. He's going to grow a beard just because he wants to be in that song. <laughs> Home ground. Somewhere in Syria. Yeah, you've just been racist. <sighs> Terrible. Lando, the Aussiest guy alive, sent us sent, sent a message. Who before... came up with the Aussiest guy alive? I, I did. You did? Yeah. <laughs> it's just because one day we were, we were chatting on Facebook Messenger and, and he, he's, yeah. he, he's busted out the cover and everything. I'm going, fuck you, Aussie. Like, you're just the Aussiest guy alive. <laughs> He's um today. This is he sent this before kickoff for the East and uh, Dragons game, the Anzac Day. Today there was no need to subdue the lucky undies. We rose at dawn, shared a rum and milk. Thought about how lucky we are the Japs couldn't shoot straighter, or Poppy may not have lived to sigh of the line. With a nod to one another, I raised the leg, and just like the diggers and all three Kiwis that turned up at Gallipoli, we united to confront the enemy. Still makes my balls itchy. War is hell. <laughs> And then at full time, he's got never any doubt, despite Buzz Rothfield doing his best to influence the refs, the lucky undies prevail, the taint triumphs again. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sensational. Uh, he's and he, uh, He's got to get down to like a Queensland meetup though too. <laughs> yeah. He's got to. He's going to wear a fucking... But not with those... And a Cobra and some I'm, fucking khaki coloured... Hopefully those undies are... The dragons were lost in time. <laughs> Um, if they haven't lost, he's not invited. <laughs> Fuck, we have to give the undies an invite of their own. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There'd be enough fucking DNA in there that they would be considered a life form. <laughs> <laughs> okay, memberships. There's still some left, but yeah, they're going. I mean, we sort of, one a day's coming through those lately. Um, nine more run TMBs to be sold before that show goes into production. Tigers fans, you've, you've had it bad over the years of this show. But never have I been more disappointed in you as a fan base, a group of people, and just human beings than I am, well, the last couple of weeks since that shirt went on pre-order. Basically, every day since the first day, because I thought that that would just be like fucking boom, out of there. Look, I'm just, I'm waiting for the influx, and people, they're still, they're just like timid, timid little tigers. And these bitches throwing the hashtag around. People have just been battered down over the last few years. They've just got to, you know, my confidence has always been up there, Nathan. It's like they want, they don't don't want to jinx it. They're like, you know, if we we fucking suck up run TMB, then the next thing you know, fucking ACL, (laughs) ACL, ACL. (laughs) I, uh, I just think that it's just, it's taking time. It's taking longer than I expected. But um, you had me believing. 
like I like checking out the the hashtag and seeing you know random people that don't really interact with the do you, show. Do you direct just... tweet them and say fucking buy a shirt? No, I haven't got to that point. You love yet. the hashtag, you know. You even love more shirt. And yeah, and uh, and if they say what, what do you mean, motherfucker? You don't have the right to rock the hashtag. Exactly. So you got to earn the right. Yep. Um, and that right costs twenty five dollars. Jerseys, three more. That's it. Oh, uh, Risby, only two more because Risby gave me money on Friday oh, okay, cool. Saturday night. Okay, excellent. Two more then. Brilliant. And he told you what size and everything? Oh, fucking dwarf. Yeah, I was going to say Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> Cunt's rocking, or trying to rock a sweet beard. Oh, don't, not trying. There is no trying. Good on him. If he's doing it, he's doing no, it. No, I said he's trying to rock a sweet beard. Oh, so that's just he's, a He's rocking beard. a beard. It's yeah. half a neck beard. He looks like fucking... Um, Look, I wanted to rock the guy that wrote Game of Thrones, <laughs> uh, but I couldn't think of his name. The caffeine's worn off. Fuck this. <laughs> so you want to say Tyrion Lannister? Is that what you want to say? No, the guy that wrote the motherfucking book. Oh, the book. Oh, yeah, okay. G-R-I-M. Yeah. Groom. Laziest fucking writer in the world. <laughs> Fuck that cunt. Hurry up and release wins and win a bitch. News and uh, the first story is about the rights deal, and it only seems like yesterday when we were talking about the billion dollar rights deal. How many was it? Two years now? Last no, well, last year was the first year. It's the first year of so we were in the end of the season four, probably yeah. when they're talking about it. Yeah. So, but NRL are getting a David Smith. This is what because this it was was it finalised before David Smith's time? It was wasn't it? He did he do this deal? Or was it last thing Yale did? Excellent question. Yeah, though. I can't even remember. But uh, he is uh, basically looking to seal a record broadcast deal, and he's looking at uh, outlining how State of Origin and other assets may be offered separately to television networks in a bid to pump up the total return. He rang executives from the free-to-air commercial networks and pay television providers last Friday to let them know he intended to soon open up rights negotiations for a five-year period from 2018. There are figures in the industry who believe the NRL can obtain a 50% increase on its present $1.2 billion deal with Channel 9, what? Fox Sports and Telstra. Yeah, so that's taken up to $1.1.8 bill. Nice. And uh, Smith alluded to breaking up products such as lucrative origin series as a likely tactic. I think there's lots of ways to skin the cat, Smith said. Many other professional sports segment their properties and build franchises. Origin is certainly one franchise, but if you looked at the way we launched it the year this year, it's one of the unique things about the game. We've got our premiership, we've got the grand final, we've got the final series, we've got Origin, which is the sport's greatest rivalry. We've got international club game and potential for more conference-based matchups internationally, and we've got the international game with Kangaroo Squad and the World Cup in 2017. Add into that the Auckland Nines, add into that the other things we do based around the Indigenous community with the All-Stars, we're in great shape, and that's not just great shape today, that's great shape tomorrow. I think all those things will increase the value without ever losing sight of the Premiership. So they've jumped in two years before the current deal expires in an effort to seal a deal before the AFL's rights run out, also in 2017, and, uh, you know, obviously take the money out of one of the potential suitors and uh, Foxtel has taken clo- is, is close to taking a 14.9% t- stake in the 10 network which means that Channel 10 probably chance to get in on the action I just there's, there's so much improvement that could be made mm-hmm. in the free to air coverage I would hope that I that like would be a condition Fox doing. I like yeah. that Fox have taken the ball and run no, with Fox it. are good they've paid good money for their for their product 
and I, I like what they're doing. They've you know Brought they're Vossi in too. Yeah, they're they're trying different things with with commentators. Some of them work, some of them don't. Mm. Um, a lot of people are hating on Shervo. I don't I don't mind. I you know he's a presenter constantly waiting for the I mean? camera to pan down. Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> um, the only Polynesian that could steal your heart, not non-Polynesian that could steal yeah. your heart. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I you know the some of the the advertising and and you know graphics and stuff around they're having a crack to maximize their return on their product and give in the best value to the paper who's know, putting the kevin TV who's putting kevin walters on the sideline i can't remember yeah it was fox it's fox well that's a fucking fail like i said some they get right yeah. some they get wrong there's one they got wrong he makes fucking joey and and fitler look like road scholars look like frank hyde um channel nine I had a bit of, bit of an epiphany, right? Because a lot of people are hating on Rabs in the last couple of years. Yeah, I'm, I'm chief fucking, I'm head I, of the line. Look, I think he's fucking hopeless. You know what? I get where people are coming from because some of the banter with Gould is, is a bit cringeworthy. All but, of the banter with Gould is cringeworthy. Okay, but think about it. If anything happened to Ray Warren, mm. that's he's the fucking Richie Bernard of rugby league at the end of the day. there is He's a voice that has been synonymous with the game I mean, Rex Mossop was there when I was a kid. Like, I was fucking yeah, young, but, but, man. But Richie never fell off. No, but Richie wasn't doing play-by-play play as far as, you know, cricket play-by-play well, play is was, very different. Well, he was, but slower pace sport. That's you right. Know, yeah. So, you've got to give the man a bit of credit. Well, you know, and, I'd give him more credit if he knew when the time was right to step away and he started, you know, when he's fucking up names and talking about bullshit with Gus more than he's talking about what's going on the field. I don't know. I just think that we, we should probably appreciate what we have in light. You know, when you lose someone like Richie Bennett, I think that should probably bring it home. Because if, if anything happened to Rabs, then, you know, we're going to have Hadley and we're going to have uh, Tim... Yeah, he's Tim, fucked. What's his name? Gilbert. That's it. He should ask. Bring back Vossi, I say. Fucking give Andy Raymond a gig on free-to-wear. Yeah. He's, he's entertaining. Good. He's fucking. Yeah. He's got the. Vo- he's a voice of the people. Is most of the primary commentators they have on Fox are all right. Hmm. They fall down in things like the sideline guys, like Kevin Walters and and Simon Wolford, and like guys like that. Are a True, bit shit. but why can't but, Channel Nine? Why can't they utilize the Fox talent? Can't they swing well, between? Well, they 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 might be able to, but yeah, you know, they probably don't want to. Because end of the day, it's competition, in it. Not in terms of game time, because the games don't actually really overlap. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe a bit on Sunday, but I um I welcome it. I mean, it's interesting. That it's fucking two years out. Yeah, but I mean that's this great. It's a good idea to get the jump on because I mean, yeah. because you know, last time I mean the deal was great and they're like, oh, you know, it's a record, blah blah blah. But there was still like kind of well, fucking AFL got this though. Mm. So this time they'll you know jump in first, get all the money off the table, get all the money that there is, and no one will be you know constricted from you know really splashing out. Because they've Unless sunk they have sunk you know, a unique desire to fucking get the AFL rights, but yeah, exactly. This is the thing is, I mean, and the ratings prove that rugby league is a, is, a, is a television sport. It's far better on television than AFL is. AFL is but definitely a- AFL is a live it's sport. A life product, I mean, yeah. you have to be because if you go you go to an AFL game, you see, I mean, you can see actually what's happening in the game. TV they can't keep they can't cover it all. True, but um. And I think it's because it's so good on TV. I think that's probably, you know, a crowd issue as well. Partially with the crowd issues. Um, but why they're not sellouts every single week. Um, but yeah, good move from Smith. 
you're a bit quiet through the through the controversial issues, but uh, when it comes to business stuff, it's fairly spot on. Next <coughs> story came out. Trent Robinson. Well, after the game on the weekend, he was you know he went on a bit of a tirade about diving and you know, interrupt diving out of the sport. And I agree. I don't think it's I don't think it's a, a massive fucking issue at the moment. I mean, it's very rare that something like that. It's becoming more prevalent. But it is. Well, yeah, it is. I mean, it's it's becoming more prevalent. It's becoming more uh, bitched about anyway. You know what I mean? Like the media are getting in on the act and stuff like that. So apparently, uh, last year the NRL coaches came in with a meeting, and um, and they had a, 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 a Todd Greenberg opened the floor after this meeting and asked if anyone had something to say, and uh, Trent Robinson stands up. So uh, for the next 10 minutes, he spoke passionately about the game and how, as coaches of their respective clubs, they were more responsible for the direction the game took than anyone else. More than anyone, they were the game's guardians. He then spoke about players laying down to draw penalties. It had to stop, he said, but it couldn't stop without their agreement, and he asked them all to buy in. There was a brief pause. Ivan Cleary pipes up. Fuck that. <laughs> And that's it, done. He's fitting in well at Penrith then. <laughs> done and dusted. <laughs> they could only be made more Penrith if the camera panned around and he's sitting there in a pair of Ugg boots with a Winnie Blue hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. Early times, Smith. With the ash dropping down onto his trucker's singlet. <laughs> I thought that was really funny, but I mean, they, then, they, then they talk about the issue. I mean, obviously, the big one is the one they've been talking about with Dylan Napper. Where um, did that story come from? That Ivan piped up and said, fuck that. It was just in the, it was on the telly today, or yesterday. Yeah, and I was like, oh, <laughs> I think it was, no, I think it was this morning, because I remember seeing on Twitter people talking about Ivan Cleary saying, fuck that, and I was like, what's that about? So I went looking for it. Well, yeah, that sounds like something we could talk about on the show. <laughs> Brilliant. Sounds <laughs> yeah, like, just like, yeah, so, um, yeah, look, the diving thing, you know, people are bitching about it now, but I mean, I've been fucking talking about it for years now. I mean, you know, fucking Josh Reynolds, you know, that game where he got the penalty in Golden Point to beat Manly. Fucking Preston Campbell took a dive at Titans versus Manly at Skilled a couple of years ago. Fucking Greg Inglis, you know, does his fucking dolphin dive to get spear tackled fucking, you know, every other week. It's, a, pan- gonna, it's a pandemic. Not going to mention it. Not going to mention what? He's waiting for the Robbie Farrow one. Yeah, that was pretty... Of all <laughs> the people you left out. <laughs> I totally forgot about, I, I, I forgot about that one, and the reason why I forgot about that one is because it, no, it didn't actually cause any there was there was no there were no issues like no no games were lost over it it was just like something that happened in the game it was pretty fucking bad though let's be real <laughs> I just um I think that they should be out the referee should be able to penalise for simulation I think you know the Glenn video. Stewart one um there's there's plenty that you could easily say come on mate yeah you're fucking kidding me yeah. that's a penalty that's a paddling, and that's a penalty. Same for old mate, whoever it was the other night in the Manly game as well, that um, that with the Brett Stewart thing. Uh, I don't know who it was over that side, probably Chambers or something like that. I mean, that shit was stupid as well. But yeah, this is the thing. Soon clean it up. If the video referee can, yeah, this is the thing though. You can penalise someone. Yeah, you could you could put a rule in to say you can penalise someone for simulation. However, if the video referee is looking at shit like the Dylan Napper one, and they're looking at shit like the Brett Stewart one the other night, and they're looking at it five you know, 10 times, and then they go, oh yeah, no, and they call down, no, that's going to be a penalty, and also put the current report. Mm. If, who, how are they going to, I mean, how are they going to know if it's simulation, you know, they obviously don't fucking realize, they don't know when someone's bunging it on. Did you see that video on Facebook today, that soccer one? 
sort of going around with soccer player and 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 one and he's rolling on the ground like he's fucking being killed like you know soccer challenges often are and he's on the ground oh my god I'm dead then they show the replay <laughs> and he's walking past another player and the other player comes up to him literally and just goes flick and just flicks him on the ear with his finger just to annoy him and he sort of he sort of looked at the guy like what did you do that for and then he's like ah and then started rolling on the oh, ground <laughs> That's where we're headed. That's that's fortunately. But the thing is, the video referee. Oh my, I'm very happy for him to penalise, um, or you know, the referees to make a decision on the snap or whatever. I mean, it'd probably be a penalty. This is the thing. If they go, oh, I'm not sure. Like, we'll we'll penalise it and we'll put it on report anyway. And then you know, just to see, yeah. You know, and then the video referee can sort. You know, so the video review they can they can sort it out whether it's worth being charged or not. So, yeah. But when the video referee does get involved, get get it right, you fucking morons. All right. Keary, just want to talk about Luke Keary. Ever since he sort of started to come into prominence, or even before he was about to make his first grade, you know, he was like a boom rookie, blah, blah, blah. Isn't everyone? Yeah, and it was always, you know, he was born in Ipswich, idolised Darren Lockyer, loves Queensland, wants to play for Queensland. Under the rules of eligibility, qualifies for New South Wales. And it does matter, I'm, 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 you know, Queensland at the core. Brad Fittler said that Luke Keery is 100% committed to New South Wales. The subject of an interstate tug of war between New South Wales and Queensland, Keery was selected for his senior representative debut on Sunday in Fittler City side for the, the country match in, uh, in Wagga Wagga. He's attended emerging camps for both Blues and Maroons, and while he was born in Ipswich, he's been ruled eligible to play for New South Wales under Origin Strict New Guidelines. And uh, fit, obviously he's not fit, so this is a moot point now. However... Fittler said that Kiri has given him a personal guarantee he wants to play for New South Wales. We were in a group, actually, and Luke Kiri was there, and I asked him, I had a bit of a word to the group, and asked him, and he was very forthright in saying he wanted to play for New South Wales. Just, it's it's hard for me to comment, Nathan. Damn it, for the grace of God giving you rugby league talent goes you. <laughs> yeah, you can't... This, yeah, he's, no, you're, no, you're different. You're almost the opposite to Kiri. You've got no ties to Queensland. Had no ties to Queensland when your eligibility decision was made by yourself. <laughs> hadn't, Maybe that's him. Hadn't ever just st- let him pick. Hadn't ever just st- let him pick. Who cares where you were born? Hadn't ever set foot in Queensland. Who supported when you were a kid? <laughs> Pick. I think Kiri, you're going to take it two ways. One, shut the fuck up about the Queensland stuff a lot earlier, and then just, you know, you get picked and you play. Well, two, guess what? You don't have to play for New South Wales at all. There's a fucking other perfect option. Recuse yourself from, I don't want to play for New South Wales. Great, we won't pick you. Cronk, DC, Thurston, fucking all those guys as well. But Hunt, guess what, motherfucker? You're not going to play for Queensland either. And so you can choose Is... to play for no one I think and have some Kiri... principles. I think Luke Keery is a fantastic player, but is he really in the origin no, equation? I tweeted out. And will he be in the next three years? After I saw this, after I saw the uh, the talk about it earlier in the week, that's what I tweeted out. So what the fuck are we all talking about Keery for anyway? He's not good enough to make either side. So not yet. He played one one full season of first grade. What like can his games last year and this year would it even be a full season in first grade? No. How many games he played? And not worthy of Queen. I'm not worthy of Origin either. <clears throat> Nowhere near 50 first grade games, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So. Me, yeah. there's, there's a lot of people who've had fuck all first grade games and found their way True. into the state but of Origin. The, the only thing that Tim Sheen said that ever stuck with me 
is that you're not a true first grade until you play 50 first grade games. And the amount of players coached by Tim Sheens that have mentioned that in interviews, it must carry some weight with them. Well, so, with, with Tim Sheens. Sorry? With no, Tim with Sheens. the players. Like, it's a, it's a mental thing. You play 50, you belong, you know? Yeah, but you're sure they weren't using that as an example of how fucking senile he is? <laughs> perhaps, perhaps. And the partial architect of um, the Tigers decline. Look, I just think it's hard when they've changed your eligibility. You know, those rules. <laughs> Fuck, the caffeine's worn off. English is my second language all of a sudden. Um, I just think that uh, they've changed the rules a number of times to try and, you know, give it some clarity. Stop traitorous cunts like English coming to the fore. Well, that too. English slash Glenn Blakely. <laughs> I make my own rules. But you didn't play You didn't, You didn't. didn't play footy, mate. It's, it's absolutely irrelevant to you. You can go for whoever you want. Thank you, Nathan. Um, well, but state of origin, your origin is New South Wales, so you, know, you, you should go for New South Wales. But the, the, the conversation gets earlier and earlier every year. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's hard. You know, I saw some discussion with the international eligibility, so got it uh, rules as well. And you know, guys that were allowed to play under the rules as they were a few seasons ago. Yeah. Now guys in the same situation as those guys were yeah can't, can't play because yeah. the rules are changed yeah. oh, fuck. it's very hard yeah I just think Kiri can either he can either shut the fuck up and take the the extra cash to play for New South Wales if he is selected or B have some respect and have some fucking dignity and have some principles and and actually stand behind the bullshit he said about Queensland and Darren Lockyer and the rest of it, and recuse himself Look, from being selected and be like Jamie Lyon, like yeah, okay, fair, if I'm good enough, doesn't matter, I'm still not available. That's right. To be fair, they're probably going to go with incumbency for the first game. Yeah, right. But so, they get blown out because they're in right. terrible fucking form. If they get belted, what's he got? He's got two games max. They might bring him in for a third to try and save face as a as a fucking last resort. But at best, he's still. Only warming the seat for a game or two until Moses and Brooks make their fucking origin debuts and, and start their dynasty for the next fucking 15 years for New South Wales from next season onwards. Given, so given origin, the, the given, discussion is moot. And, he, you know, if he wants to fucking warm the seat, keep a seat warm and fucking, you know, be the guy that presses those jerseys for Moses and Brooks for fucking 15 years, good luck to him. Can't hate on the bloke for, for wanting to be around that calibre of player. Origin's about defence, mate, and those two will never fucking know how to tackle, so they're never going to be in Origin. Can you imagine the blowouts that would happen if they were in Origin? <laughs> you know, you got, you got the whole, you know, the Phil Gould thing, like, you hey, know, they got, they the state of Origin. Like... They've got this whole season to get their tackling. <laughs> they got this whole season to put it together. You could fucking move sleeping bags into the Ben Walker Memorial sandpit up in North Queensland that they had up there when they were good defensive powerhouses. I they think, could, uh... You could make them live there, the sand people. And, uh, the proof will be in the pudding on uh, on Saturday, just off topic a little bit. Um, the proof will be in the pudding on Saturday, but um, I think the penny might have, might have dropped with Jackson with his tackling. I didn't think there was ever a problem. He's enthusiastic. Yeah. And he gets in there yeah. and he chases everyone and he fucking tries and gets tries to get his arms around him. And, yeah. But he's little. Yeah. And he weighs half as much as some of the kids he's trying to put on their bums. That's all right. Jeff Tevin didn't worry about that. Yeah, exactly. Hope you've been showing him um, tape of the greatest. He's, uh, fuck, he spent some time rolling around on the ground, getting fended and fucking <laughs> knocked on his ass. And he always gets up and chases hard. I said, mate, you're going to have to get lower. You're going to have to get in under the fend. 
yeah. around the hips or fucking their thighs. And I said, you can't, yeah. you know. So also at that age, drill last night, yeah. three biggest kids on the team yeah. against the three smallest kids on the team to teach them to tackle one on one. Yeah, they had to do three in a row, to, like little kid on on bigger kids yeah. running flat out over you know five or ten meter space. Yeah, took him a while, but in the end he was chopping them down and using his you know getting good fucking leverage. <laughs> Mitchell Moses, give me a call. Brooksy, give me a call. Make it happen. It's not going to happen. I did, it in, I did it in fucking one training session, son. Like, we'll see how the game goes. See if it sticks. Yeah, we fucking. Um, could be onto something, but he was. I said, mate, that's it's rough. It's rough and tumble. You got to get in there. You got to be aggressive, and sometimes you're going to cop bumps. And but yep. that's part of tackling. Yeah, cop a knee in the head and get concussed, and go straight back out there because we need you. Happens there, right? No, no concussion. <laughs> what are they doing, the kids? Oh yeah, they're fucking. They if he cries, there. he's got to take a stint off for a little while. <laughs> yeah, oh, they if they get a head knock, they're pretty. They take it pretty serious. Yeah. All right, and um, finally, this one just just broke before uh, we went to air tonight. The Titans have signed an extension to uh, for for Kane LG. So uh, apparently, he was looking at signing at Manly, told the Titans, and so the Titans upped the ante and made him an offer he couldn't refuse to stay. Now, I'm not privy to the exact figures, but I am led to believe that Manly were going to pay overs for him at about 300 grand a season, which is definitely overs for a kid who's, you know, by the end of the season is going to have played, you know, not a full season of first grade, and he's only like 20, whatever he is, 21. Titans, 450 a year, I'm hearing. (laughs) These motherfuckers are not spending their own money clearly. (laughs) But no, of course they are. But, um,. Well, yeah, the salary cap for every club's covered by the NRL, so of course no one's spending their own money on that. But um, he said that in the end, I wanted to stay on the Gold Coast with my family and friends around me and my teammates and coaching staff. I have a lot of respect for, even though uh, even though it was a very tempting opportunity presented by Manly. Um, and and <laughs> this quote, and I'm excited to hopefully be able to play with Daly Cherry Evans too, <laughs> which I think you know, I think it would somewhat increase the odds of a backflip for Cherry Evans. Why? There. Because at the end of the day, they're spending a lot of money on LG. Something's got to give. One of them's going to end up being unhappy. I mean, the is way LG that... more of a five eight? Well, no. Why can't he play five eight? Well, this this is the the other the other side to that is in this day and age. I mean, what is a five eight? What exactly. is that? what is a halfback? Yeah, the same so, person on the other side of the ruck. I mean, it's very rarely seen him C's not there. There's two spots in the halves. They've got two yeah. halves. What's the end of end of story? Yeah, so we'll see what happens there with uh with old Cherry. But um, fuck me with the media report, like, the amount of backflips that the media is reporting oh. Cherry Evans has done. He's fucking nutty a common edge. Yeah, and even and LG as well. Fucking some people put their nuts on the line, like Masood and and Mole put their nuts on the line and said he's definitely signed. Mm. And and Manly Club never announced it because obviously they announce things when they happen, not when they fucking when the media tell them it's happened. And um, fuck, there was some egg on the faces for those boys. Yeah, they did cop it, and rightfully so too. I mean, Molly took it in pretty. He took it in pretty good humour. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. And he said, "Look, it was done, but you know, then they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. You know, a counter offer or whatever." So, um, interesting. But I had to put that news article in there because I had to match it up with the thing at the top of the show that was too good to leave out. <laughs>
recaps for round eight of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Fucking looking forward to these for the first time in a while. <laughs> <laughs> West Tigers 38 defeat the Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs 14 or shit dogs as I would like to call them. Fucking useless. Uh, Tigers double to Tedesco. Pat Richards, Kevin Nakama, Luke Brooks with a double as well. All the TMBs got on board because Moses got a conversion. Paddy Richards, four of six and two penalty goals. And a try assist for Paddy's try, let's not forget. Yeah, but I mean, like, on the board. I mean, actual I'm just letting you know. Board. Like, people want to hack on the kid. Yeah, well, yeah. He's a mouthy little fucking prick. That's what I like most can't, about him. Can't tackle. Yeah. Sometimes contributes to the game He's in offense. He's enthusiastic. Just <laughs> needs some time in the Glen Blakely sandpit. <laughs> Doggies, double to Pritchard and a try to Curtis Rona. Hodkinson, one from three conversions. Kevin Nagama, fucking, I must admit, when they announced that they'd signed him... You thought, oh my God, why are they buying that fucking shit? I was like, he hasn't played a great deal of first grade, and and the first grade that he has played, you know, he's been okay, but... Yep. It's And I looked at our recruitment and I was like, geez, we're losing some players, and we've got Kevin Nagama and Thirsty Drinkwater coming in. Um... <laughs> He might be the best signing for the West Tigers since Gareth Ellis. Yeah. There's not... I, I can't think of one, and I'm sure some of the fucking Tigers nerds will come up with some better signings. Yeah, um, look, I'm not qualified to fucking make that decision for you, but, but I'm just thinking... the way he has gone through the nines and the yeah. trials and every game, fuck me. Yeah. I, I just think he's... You know, Gareth Ellis came with a bit more fanfare, yeah. given his, his career preceding his Tigers days but um, just his contribution to the team um, you know he's capable of, of you know f- being just fundamentally solid but he's also got some spectacular shit in his game as yeah. you know um, so super impressed and sadly I don't know there's a spot for Noffa and I'm a Noffa guy I love Noffa no, anymore where's he go I don't know, somewhere, somewhere else will appreciate his fucking, his cartwheeling fucking getting water tries without actually putting down with pressure in, I guess. And this is why, Nathan, <laughs> you can't have nice things. I'm just saying, you can't score, if you're going to score a try of year, make sure you fucking score the country. As I said, uh, run TMB, or as you said, run TMB, all contributed. Moses played a bit more of a support role, but he's building um, in his confidence. The M, the M is, is a bit dead weight, really. Sorry? Really, it's only the T that's contributing on a weekly basis, and occasionally the B. M's pretty fucking hopeless, but I mean, occasionally he gets in there. Fucking please. He's building slowly, and he's uh, he's growing in confidence every week. Uh, I think, um, you know, Brooksy, Brooksy's got some spectacular shit in his game, and Tedesco is is all spectacular. Everything he does is is brilliant. I think Moses might be the guy that that holds it together, and and be you know is the solid. Um, you know, solid kicking game um, and, and good service kind of guy. Uh, I think that's his role in run TMB, and I think he's, he's building into it every week. Sounds like Robbie Farah's role. Robbie Farah is a god amongst men, yes. Nathan. I'm just saying, um, maybe the M's redundant. Fucking please. You, 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 I just... Run TFB. What? Stop missing... Like you wonder why people don't buy shoes. You keep <laughs> fucking them up on the hashtag. They don't know what they're buying. Look... <laughs> As as good as it was to get to get a win, I um I'm not getting too carried away. The dogs were severely under strength, missing some of their their best players, and uh, you know the Tigers were always in control, never looked like being headed. But 
Um, they closed the game out nicely and, and put some more points on. Scored some spectacular tries and, and um, you know, it was a, it was an important win given that we've got, you know, effectively two weeks break now um, with the rep weekend. So, uh, important win and uh, the next couple of weeks, hopefully, they can put something together and, um, and consolidate. But fifth spot at this stage of the season, not many people would have picked the Tigers to be there except oh. myself. At this stage of the season, though, fifth spot is like is is one game ahead of fucking better than you know, being last. Just saying, so it's like one game ahead of last, really, <laughs> for and against. <laughs> so it's a very close season. Thanks, thanks to, to I mean, and you do have this in seasons. Like remember last year, the Titans and the and Dragons were big early on in the season, but things stay, you know, tend to normalise, and the good teams that are actually good teams. Tigers is building for Rails Run. <laughs> Rails Run. Rails Run. Rails Run to ninth. Riff Sunny 101. I'd like to find... It's a different year, Nathan. It's a different era. It's a different Tigers club. Every year I've known you, it's been that year, though. Didn't finish ninth in 2010 or 2011, just saying. Yeah, a lot of fucking good it didn't, too. May as well have finished ninth. They finished ninth, essentially, in terms of the playoff picture. (laughs) Except for that time when Lottie dropped it that time. That was was a ninth. That was so fucking very, very close. Very close to the podium. (laughs) Why do you have to make me relive the shit? You fucking started this family. Please let's get to the tweets. <laughs> Rev Sunny 101. I'd like to find out how Jason Taylor put Rohypnol in our forwards water bottles. The you didn't ba- have any forwards, that's a problem. <laughs> the base chapo. Rugby league is a game of two halves. Bulldogs played for neither. Hash funny game, rugby league. It's true, they didn't. The Ben Zed. What the irony of fucking chapo using mups. Hashtag. Yeah, I, know, like I know. It's starting to catch on though. Wrongception. Good on you. Good on you. Good on you, mup. Well, Mupp is so out of the picture as far as Gronk of the year is. Oh, he's he's not, still he, a fucking Gronk. He, no, he just does it behind closed doors. Non-starter. With his yeah. Undies on. Absolute, on his couch. Absolute non-starter. Not Watching even a factor. Watching reruns of fucking. Oh no, there was a punchline there. I couldn't think of a movie. What a surprise. <laughs> Turner and Hooch, I guess. That'll. The Ben Zed, happy to take a 13-plus winner on the Tigers against the most ineffective attack in all of the league. I got him on 13-plus two. Hash uh, free money. Hash, my girl is a babe. Not sure why that's relevant. No. You are definitely punching well above your weight. Unky D. I love trolling Glenn with hash tigers in decline, but my loathing for the dogs is real. Seeing them smashed by an amateur side was gold. Uh, Gold Coast Titans, 32. Defeat the Warriors, 28. This one, Titans 32, came from a double to LG. Anthony Don, Kieran Mosley, James Roberts, Ryan James tries. Adam, Aiden Caesar, 4 of 6 conversions. The Warriors, 28, tries to Fusatua Matulino. Jonathan Wright, Solomon Carter, Bodine Thompson, and four from five conversions from Sean Johnson. Mosley. Um, it is Mosley, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Sugar. Sugar yeah. Mosley. Uh, with the softest try in the history of rugby league. Yeah. Out yeah. of dummy half, ran three steps, accelerated a bit, and fucking dived from the try line without yeah. a player anywhere trying yeah. to attempt to tackle. And landed halfway into the in goal. Yep. With half the Warriors team standing around going, what, what, what the fuck just happened? Textbook 2015 Warriors, Rocks and Diamonds in the same 80-minute period. Evil. And this game typified that as well. It was like they literally didn't realise where the try line was. Yeah. <laughs> or they didn't realise that you know, there wasn't a stoppage in play where they <laughs> should, should be actually paying attention to where the fucking ball's travelling. Bizarre place. Yeah. Um, we spoke about LG and his, and his re-signing um, and, you know, provided DCE doesn't do a fucking triple somersault with a half pike out of his deal with the Titans 
spine next year of Hoffman, LG, TCE, and Mosley is, is something to build on. Zillman. Sorry? Zillman. Zillman's nowhere to be seen. Um, the man out in the cold is Matt Sarama. Yeah. What, what the fuck has happened to that kid? What's he done? Don't know. You'd have to assume that there's something going on in the background there. He didn't train as hard or whatever because, you know, the incumbents don't usually get deposed as quickly and, mm. uh, you know, as uh, as he has been. He's Maybe he's a, he's a Cardi guy. Yeah, Henry maybe. didn't like him. I think the Warriors have a, a knack of committing fundamental errors at the worst possible times. Plays they would, they would normally execute in their sleep seem to turn into, you know, something with the difficulty of Pythagoras' theorem when the game's there for them to win. It's... It's, you know, with a team with that sort of talent, um, led by, you know, one of the best players in the world in Sean Johnson, he really needs Apparently. to eat those plays for breakfast. Um, and when his teammates fuck them up, he really needs to be the, the killer, you know? He needs to yep. be the guy that jumps. I don't know. He seems too willing to slap him on the back and high-five him. Like, Thurston gets stuck into his teammates when they, yeah. you know, fuck things up on him. Yeah. And I think that's... He's saying he's a great player. He's not a leader. Maybe that's the missing link for him. Yeah. You know, fantastic footballer. Yeah. But as a halfback, you know, you when play when he's, you know, doing his bit and and requires the input of another player to fucking catch and pass or, you know, hit a hole or, mm. and they can't manage it, he he really needs to be getting up in their grill. Look, you want to hear how fucked up Sean Johnson is at the moment? Chad Townsend's carrying this fucking side. <laughs> and certainly carrying Johnson. And some of the, you know, Chad Townsend is taking a lot of the fifth tackle options. Yeah. I don't know if that's just to take pressure off Johnson, but there's taking pressure off the bloke and it's, you know, it's nullifying your effectiveness, you know, of your best player not having the ball in his hands as much as he can. Um, you, you, yeah, like if it's, it's, it's yeah, if the dude's lost it, he's lost it though, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not he's, saying he's permanently he's lost it. but not bet any good, I can tell you that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much gone at this stage. Have to get three points a game from this point on to yeah, really make we'll a fist of it. He has got a fucking rich vein of form in his game to finish the season. Got to find it though. We're a third of the way through nearly. Or are third of the way through. Um, tweets. Hammers. H4MMERZ. Looks like King Henry has finally turned the Titans into an actual football team. I'd be inclined to agree. Mup23. Good to be 4-4 four and four despite the fact we should be 7-1. Still plenty of improvement. We're such a better team this year. Hash jizz. That's like any everything that comes out of that guy's mouth, even you know in in text form by Twitter or whatever. If you take if you take the thirty percent bullshit out of everything he says, yeah, some of what he says actually fucking makes sense. Yeah, but jeez, he just he just juices the rest up with complete and utter ramblings of fucking madman. How do you know the Titans are winning games? Mups tweeting Mup's about tweeting. it. Yeah, exactly. The biggest tiger. GC Titans have put a few wins together and on the road scoring 30 plus, most through their running game. Hash can score. Shunda 86. They've got some talented players there. They do. They do. Shunda 86. Who'd have thought the Titans would be the NRL's razzle dazzle entertainers this year? Hash funny game rugby league. Hash LG life's good. Uh, NZ Danos. The only thing worse than watching the Warriors bumble through games having Daryl Halligan commentate on it. <laughs> That's a fair. That's a fair assessment too. This was actually this was a really fucking entertaining game to watch. Though that one, I mean, like, you know, partially because the Warriors had that twenty-minute lapse or whatever, to, yep. to, you know, to start the second half, uh, the Titans where they had a lead and the Titans turned into a fucking flogging. 
Um, but yeah, still an entertaining game. I mean, you're not going to say it was the hardest footy in the world, the greatest defence in the world, but uh, no, it was it was end to end, and there was a lot happening. It was a good it was a good a good start for the uh, the Anzac Day. Low, lounging in front of the fucking football. <laughs> Uh, North Queensland Cowboys 26 defeated the Newcastle Knights 24 and this one the Cowboys 26 came from tries to Scott Bolton Lockie Coote double to O'Neill Michael Morgan also with a try JT 3-5 conversions and the Knights 24 tries to Houston Wate Parte BJ Leilua and Sione Matautia and uh, Tyrone Roberts 4 from 4 conversions So much early promise for the Knights in, in season 2015 but it just seems to me like, you know, like you say, we're a third of the way through the season now, and it seems like the rest of the comp has settled into their their own season um, and is starting to play some consistent football. And, and the Knights have gone backwards after leading the comp undefeated for after four rounds or something, wasn't it? Was yeah. that in their first four? Yep, first four. Um, Cowboys, you know, in contrast to that, have started as poorly as the Knights, um, in, in contrast to the Knights. And... You know, part of what they're doing with with Lock and Coot there at the back, it's good to see him playing somewhere near his best football. He's uh, you know missed pretty much a whole last season after yep. being killed by Beaver um, in the nines, yep. and um, and missed almost a whole season with injury. And he's come back. He's, he's been a catalyst. You know, him at fullback and and Morgan at five eight has has been you know part of the reason the Cowboys have turned their season around and and putting some impressive form on the board. Um, for a little fella, fuck, he can stop some tries. Yeah. Try savers and, you know. Um, it, you know, I guess that was... It was no different to how he played at Penrith, but uh, just now his opportunity back in first grade after after last season, he's, he's certainly hit the ground running for the Cowboys and it's showing. Um, 15 fit players the Cowboys finished with away from home. It, it, normally, that's... That's a script for a Cowboys loss, and probably yeah. a heavy one. And two of which they lost, you know, almost immediately. Yeah, Tamalolo was like immediately. Yeah, inside the first yeah. minute, and and Granville was like a, a couple of sets of six yeah. later. Yeah. Um, and you know, serious. I don't know if Granville. Well, I guess with the week off, he'd probably play next round. But yeah. Um, yeah, definitely concussion. So. Yeah, yeah, he's got two weeks, so that'd be right. Interesting to see how. Um, Palmalolo goes. Is he playing in the test? Be surprised if they risked him. Um, yeah, again, pretty entertaining game. Fair few points scored. Um, and, you know, Cowboys just showing that early on in the season, you know, they've, they've hit their straps. And you know, Gidley's their spiritual leader, and and Roberts is. Yeah. And then Thurston took it off him. Yeah. Um, like that was just, never Morgan be. scored. Uh, Is it Morgan's try? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, fuck. Was, but that was, Might have been Ethan Lowe, actually. That was, no, even 
Who else got tries? Bolton, that's right. Because he had the head tape. I thought it was Ethan Lowe. Yeah, a bit of bit of urgency and and ball security that play doesn't happen. I haven't seen anything like that since. Uh, remember that time when um, when South were still shit house and Brock Rose was sailing along and they were bringing up two, you know, no time left and fucking um, Talis with the ball out trying to run and they hooked it out to the left and scored in the corner. I haven't seen a play like that since Blake Ashford stole the ball from George Rose in Tigers versus Manly late in 2009 season. What's that game? No, we won that game by point. Oh, 2009 season. That's yeah, before we joined the show. Mm. Remember it well, like it was yesterday. Yeah, we won by a point, but I mean that that game was that was the game when fucking Lachlan went to Grubbins and Ben Benji did like 200 tries. So like, yeah, and Lachlan actually played his only good game in his career. <laughs> Rampage and did it all himself. Yeah, Army of One. That's where yeah. Andy Raymond started calling him Army of One. Truce. The Mitch I. I've got a great idea. Let's pick the same underperforming players next week and hope for a different result. Hash, morons. Super duper all. The people of Hunter had suffered another disaster. Ravaging storms and now this should have done a lot better. St. George Illawarra Dragons 14 defeated the Sydney Roosters 12 in the traditional Anzac Day battle. And a good crowd for this one too. Over 35,000. And for the Dragons, Peter Matiutai, as the radio would have him called these days. Uh, Mitch Rain with tries. Gareth Widdop one from two conversions and two from two penalty goals. The Roosters, their points came from tries to two dads and two of Arsa Shek, two from two conversions to James Maloney. Conditions were ridiculous. Game was postponed there for a bit. Um, due to hail and lightning, um, with concerns over play safety. But I think the Dragons actually seem to play to the conditions better than the Roosters, who were, you know, really, essentially the Roosters are the more experienced of the two sides. Yeah. Um, the Dragons are playing basic football, and so they always, you know, the conditions, that's always... Exactly. And this was another Bennett-era-style win for the Dragons. And for someone who was sacked by the man, McGregor obviously paid attention from afar to what Bennett was doing. Um, <laughs> exactly. Just sitting there like, oh, I'll get you soon, my pretties. And But they're just the way they defend is is pretty impressive, considering the way they started the season where you thought they were a chance to lose them by 100 every week. Um, really turned it around and they bought into that style probably a little bit late, but they're all there now and, and it's, it's paying dividends for the Dragons. Um, roosters it's funny when you look at where the Roosters are on the ladder but if you watch their games they just don't seem far off you know like every game yeah. they're a quality side they, they just don't seem far off but you know and and their fans will, will say it's testament to, to them falling behind on the penalty counts but Games that they would normally pull back and close out in recent seasons are yeah. turning into losses in 2015. I think that's the difference for the Roosters. Yeah. Um, you know, and people will fucking will laugh, but how much of it's a Sunny Bill factor? How much of it is... Any. Sorry? I don't think much of it's a Sunny Bill factor. I don't know. Especially he had the ability. He, passenger, he, he was a passenger for but most he, of the time. But he certainly had the ability to, you know, to try and inspire his teammates. And, yeah, but having he, the ability to do something. I mean, you know, Kirk Gilly has the ability to be a quality football player. I mean, doesn't mean it fucking make it. Doesn't make it so. I mean, you know. I I'm not sure what the reason is though. Then. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Like he's really. I, mean, I guess other than Mini. Yeah. That's really the only two. 
Maybe Minnie was like an essential talker from the back to align, you know, the defence yeah. and things like that, you know. I and don't know. Tuvasa Shek doesn't seem like a, the biggest mouth on the field. No. Pretty quiet sort of bloke. Biggest wallet, but... Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have a decent-sized wallet. He's carrying around a box, tra- carrying it around in a box trailer. Um, yeah, it's it's strange. The Roosters, there's a lot of games this season that they've, that they've turned into losses that would normally just be, you know, garden variety wins for them and... Um, I'm sure sure that's heightening the frustrations of their fan base. Now, this, what about that Dylan Napa tackle? Obviously, like, East supporters got fucking berserk. I don't think it should have been put on report. And I mean, you know, we'll get in the breast to it one later, but the same situation as that. I think that there, there was definitely there was there was contact made, it was completely accidental and incidental contact because you know the arm was you know swung far lower on the body. But I don't think a penalty's fair, and they're making it like that penalty was the entire winning or losing of the game. But let's not forget there was a fucking diabolical disallowed try for the Dragons as well. Mm. That no one's talking about that, and that was not a fucking like let's watch a hundred replays and did he graze the guy's head or not? You know, was it worth a penalty? This dead set like hundred percent guaranteed certain fucking try. Can you imagine? You know, harking back to what we were talking about earlier with the, the new TV rights deal in, in a couple of years. You know, yeah. we're, we're, we can, we're pushing $2 billion for this product. Mm-hmm. We still can't get a fucking, you know, the, the officiating correct. We can't get, yep. you know, people with consistency in their adjudication on, on some fairly fucking specific rules yep. that govern the game. We can't get someone to make a decision on a fucking bunker. We can't get, you know, the people that lead the game to show true leadership and and make some hard decisions you know for the for the benefit of the game and the in the you know the experience for the fans which is essentially their customers yeah i'm still i'm still i still wonder like you know has it gotten worse since back in the day or is it just like the increased camera angles and multiple replays and well technology's played a part because nothing and not not only technology yeah well you can't yeah you can't escape it now you can see everything but i mean and I'm not just, and I don't just mean the technology in terms of like actually what you show. What you show, I mean technology in general, like the rise of social media, where it gets people in a, like a hive mind thing. You know, the obviously tribal game rugby league, so you automatically got these sets of sets of you know strangers on on the internet that will bond together and have a bitch about something good and proper. And I just wonder if that's you know the media is certainly feeding it a lot more than they should be. I mean, they're harping on it all the time. I mean, the media are one of the most negative, influ- negative influences in the game. And not, again, we're pushing two billion dollars. Yeah. Well, you know, but the media. Our, print, the, you our know. print media fucking goes well out of its way. I'd like to see. You know, it's it's probably borderline impossible to come up with, but I'd love to see the amount of negative news articles that come out of the print media compared yeah. to the amount of positive. Yeah. And I know, you know, as far as the players go, they've got to take some onus. Um, yeah. and and, some, and be accountable for that. But there's a lot where, you know, they really just just try and drag the fucking game down, whether it's referees. And refereeing is a fucking hard job. Yeah. And it's it, it's hard at fucking junior level where the, the matches mean next to nothing. You, yeah. You're not even keeping score half the time. Yeah. Um, you know, for the littlies. It's fucking hard to do. Yeah, and, you know, and it gets I'm, harder when the game gets faster and the people get bigger and the collisions are harder and there's more shit going on on the field. Yeah. It gets harder. And when you get to the t- highest level of the game and and you've got, you know, guys out there and, and things are subjective, um, you know, 
interpretations aren't always clear. And you know, apart from these clangers that we've had lately with the the miss, the, the tackle the tackle counts, that's happened a, a couple of times mm. in the last few weeks, like unacceptably so high. That shit's elementary, but otherwise, only the on-field referees don't necessarily do that much of a bad job. Sometimes they're, they're indecisive in matters of like where you know ruling a try, sending it up as no try, and, and you know that kind of thing. But really, I, I reckon nine times out of ten, the problem like we're talking about reviewing high tackles, we're talking about fucking up tries that go to video referee. The video refereeing, I think, is by far the biggest fucking issue. Yeah, and that's why you should have. I don't know, fucking three guys? Yep. Well, it's the commentators, you know, can often come up with the right decision when, when the wrong one's made out of the box. Mm. And, like, you know, they got, like, Freddie and people like that that are fucking, you know, barely more intelligent than a pot I just, plant. <laughs> I just don't understand why you couldn't have the same, you know, four guys or whatever it was yep. that are in a bunker yep. every weekend, rotate them out. Yep. Um very rare when you're going to see there's only ever two games played at the same you time know, those you know, four on, guys on Friday night. Talk, yeah. talk together and you know part of their training is they look at decisions and, and you get to a point where if, if you're only talking you know three or four guys over the course of a whole season for every single game yep. and those guys that's the, you know they're the team of the guys that run the bunker yep. for the video ref you'll find that they talk they bounce uh, scenarios off one another Yep. And and you get consistency consistency in in their adjudication because I just feel when you have you know a ref at each ground yeah it's uh, it's too subjective yeah. and it's too much individual it's interpretation. even within a game you know like when you have the ref is in the pocket for one team yeah. and then he's like you know doing the ten for the you know and like you get uneven. 10 metres and things like that as well through courses of the game as well. Yeah. And but, I think the NRL should should be proactive. You know, I don't... People are saying there should be a referee's press conference. I think that's that's a bit like throwing the wolves. Do your, take your idea the, with you the know. four guys. Mic the box up. Don't necessarily play. Don't play the audio of the box. But then when it comes down to... Um, after the fact, if there's a controversial decision made for a try, they can go. The referees can go back and listen to their own audio and say, "This is exact." And then you know, Tony Archer or whatever can do a press release the next day or a, yeah. you know, wrap up on Monday or whatever. And then he can say, "Okay, that's the try. This is what these these are the points that they made. They felt that there wasn't enough of this, or there was too much of that, and blah blah blah. And that's why they came to decision. And when people see that, they probably go, "Okay, well, you know, I'll look at it. And, yeah, okay." Look, and we're just a couple of really fucking handsome guys with magnificent beards, and yep. you know. That are fucking pretty, pretty awesome at everything we do in life. Yep. If we can get it right, how the fuck do these people with a two billion dollar product? Yeah. How can not they not get it right? Yeah. It's they've talked about it. Take some action. Implement it. And stick with it. Yep. Agree. Shana and Elvis, credit where it's due. Those dragons are working as a team. If they continue to work for each other, who knows what they could do? Earthboy seventy five finished twelve. Yeah. Apparently the delay is because Ben's just talking about the 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 problem is I don't think it was communicated very well on the radio. 
they said straight away, like through, I don't know what, you know, how they were notified, but they said it's not because of the rain or not because of the hail, it's because of the potential for lightning strike. That's why they, mm. that's a normal hail, they wouldn't do it, but it's a lightning strike thing. But it seems like, you know, that part when that was happening, I was in the car when that was when it started coming down. So, like, I remember hearing the radio version of it and then seeing on Twitter the Twitter version of it. To me, it seemed like the TV just didn't explain it, you know, they mm. were, you know, they were trying to blame it on the hail or something, but because everyone's like, you know, for example, Earth Boy seventy five. Apparently, delays because Ben Cray's mum doesn't want him playing in the rain. That's a, that's a fair, fair story. To yeah. be fair though, the TV went to Tony Archer in the tunnel, and yeah. I thought he gave a good account of himself yeah, and, so, and handled it pretty well. As to so what why. you're saying is our listeners are just fucking. Oh well, I guess it, you'd have to look at a timeline as to when they t- when they tweeted compared to when Tony Archer yeah. came on air. So we've got postponed due to hail. Seriously, on Anzac Day of all days, old timers would be ashamed. Then he's got a hash ref's fault, hash soft, and. uh Fucked if I'd be, I mean, it wasn't golf ball sized hail, um, but hail, it's hail, and like, what happens if you're out there and you start getting pelted on the head with fucking golf ball? I don't, I've had that happen to me. That's not a lot, a lot of fun. If it was golf ball sized hail, I think they would pull them off of the hail, right? Because that is legitimate. No, but people danger. Exactly, but then hail doesn't always start out as golf balls. No, but only pull them off when it's golf balls. Jeez. Let him fucking play in the peas. <laughs> and Jared said, uh, Jar TV, has an NRL game ever been called off due to weather? P.S. DeBellin's bun looks like a bodybuilder's baby cock. A lot of people starting to turn on the man bun. Top knots. Oh, I, I don't rate the top, top knot at all. I can't stand it, mainly because I can't grow one. Yeah, that's um, true. Well, you're, ne- you're never in danger of fucking accidentally fucking tripping over and I'm, waking I'm up not going to wake knot. up and, and have tied a top knot on, in my hair yeah. um, by mistake <laughs> during the night. Now, speaking of the commentary team for this game, on the radio, on the ABC, I don't know who the main commentator was. It was, you know, one of the guys, whoever does their main shit, like, you know, Jim Maxwell or something like that, right? Co-commentator in the box with Jim Maxwell. Presumably that's who it was. Mick Crocker. Sideline. Matt Elliott. Wow. Oh, fuck. I've never heard a more fucking retarded combination of idiots well, I mean, the main guy, he just calls the game. But then, the, the like, the forced attempted banter, and uh, it was... And, this, and there was this banter where, like, you know, where, like, Mick Crocker was just fucking kept putting it on fucking Elliot, and, yeah, Elliot was you know, coming back at him. It's like... Fuck, I hope these, these guys are fucking thieving a living if they're getting paid for that. Yeah. And, like, Mick Crocker, he's talking about fucking Matt Elliot staying out there in the storm and shit like that. I'm like, listen, cunt, you got knocked out by a football. you got no fucking recourse whatsoever. Give us a call. You've got no... Mick Crocker has no recourse to talk about anyone being soft. You get knocked out by a fucking football in the head, you are officially the fucking Stay Puffed Marshmallow footballer of the fucking ever. I'd like to see someone kick a ball flat out into your face and see if you're still standing. I fucking guarantee you, you kick a ball on the side of my head like what happened to him, I guarantee you I wouldn't go out. Fucking guarantee you. You got a fucking glass jaw. Mate. Let's talk about that. Um... Everyone's been hit harder than that fucking ball hit that fucking tool bag of dead. <laughs> Gee, it was, it was fucking sweet, though. Channel 9, give us a call. You got our number. Yeah. Maybe we'll do the second Friday game just to, you know, get past the fucks and <laughs> gun barrier. <laughs> 9.30, is it? When they... <laughs> That's it. Oh, match of the round. Friday night. Mighty Manly Adult Seagulls. Only football. <laughs> Mighty Manly Seagulls, 12, defeat the Melbourne Storm, 10. And uh, this one, the Seagulls, uh, 12, came from Tries the Wolfman and uh, Tommy Simons, man who possesses the hottest wag in rugby league. 
and ooh, conversions. David Williams, one from two, and the sideline one just missed. And he got a penalty goal as well. Uh, Storm tries to Corbetti, Cooper Cronk, and Cameron Smith, one of two conversions. The only thing worse than the Seagulls form this season are their Anzac jerseys. Fucking, that's two years in a row. Yeah, I'm, Last year they had the fucking unicorn vomit one. It was like the pastel fucking Neapolitan ice cream oh, sort of one. God, it was the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. This one wasn't much better. Slightly better than last year's. Um, this okay. game sort of was was played in pretty ordinary conditions as well. Good win for the Seagulls in, in the end over a team that they really own psychologically and, and have done for a number of years. It really proves nothing as to their, um, their spoon credentials or lack thereof. But... Um, you know, the two wins over the Storm, considering the Storm leading into round eight were leading the comp. Yep, exactly. Is, um, is a pretty good effort, and it shows that they can get up for a get up for a game when they so desire. Um, it's, you know, whether Tuvi can continue to do that um, now through the Origin period and all the rest of it, is probably going to... We're not going to lose players for Origin. telling for their season. Our opponents are going to lose players. We're not, thanks to the form. Um, this was the fucking return, this game. The Storm had every reason. We'd never won down there at Amy in, like, I think it was four attempts, something like that. Never won down there. And what do you know? You get a couple of players back in the side. In this case, it was only it was only Foran and... and uh, but Foran's return did allow Hiku to push back out to centre, which then removed Willie Arm out of the side. So, I mean, it was all, you know, cascading goodness. And... Uh, Don't like Willie Arm? No, he's fucking hopeless. Hopeless. I'm prepared to concede that he might be the first Parramatta player that we've taken that we can't fucking do anything with him. Unfixable. Unfixable, useless. Um, and uh, and Brett Stewart in the back. And at the end of the day, when it comes to our defence, I mean, as as in the 90s with Matthew Ridge controlling shit, St. Brett Stewart is exactly the same. I mean, he's the one that controls where... And the defence, you know, proved itself. Basically, there was one try through just sheer laziness from, uh, I think it was uh, Liggy Sauer, that was the Cooper Cronk try. But other than that, there were no real lapses. Um, some ridiculous shit went against him, especially in the, the, when the match was really on the line with that Brett Stewart penalty and, and on report, which put Storm right back on the attack again and uh, almost got, gave him an opportunity to steal the game. But um, Peter Hicku, fucking hell. The game that kid had in defence, and particularly in the last 10, 10 minutes... Won the fucking match for the man. I mean, with his defence, won the match. His runs were good as well. Uh, Wolfman looks like he's actually growing back into the role of being a first-grade player again. He had a good game. I never fucking knew that he could kick conversions either. I was shocked when he lined up for the first one. But um, there you go. <laughs> Found a backup goal kicker finally. And um, really, it's just all about fucking... This is the greatest typification of Anzac I've seen on the football field. <laughs> there was a team that had... The, the overwhelming advantage in the situation. Overwhelming. The other team, down on troops, massively. And... Travelling to like, enemy territory. Like the Turks led by... Like, like the Turks led by, by the great leader, Ataturk. They repelled the Melbourne Storm. And uh, although, they were, although they, were, they were vastly inferior numbers, they held on and they defended. And they defended the try line. And uh, they won the day. I think you've got... You've got a little bit of a skewed view of history there. What do you mean? Inferior numbers. I don't know if you're aware of what um, the situation in uh, in Gallipoli was. Being that I've been there and done the whole thing, 
when 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 we landed, there was like a couple of hundred Turks there, <laughs> and um and because Australians were obviously we're fit individuals, we pushed up the hill so quickly, made so much ground that. Ataturk basically said that the Germans were far. They expected the invasion to be further, you know, further, far further up the um, peninsula, sort of thing. And so they had fucking no one there. And so Ataturk's like, "Look, you're gonna have to hold your ground until the until the, until the reinforcements arrive. So fix your bayonets. And like, we run out of bullets. Just pretend you've got bullets." And so they basically, the, so we get up the hill. They're up there, pew pew pew. We, 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 yeah, they're up there, pew pew pew. And the, and and the, and the Turkish are basically just like. They formed up like they had, like like they were they were set, and so so we stopped, and that stopped there. They could have overrun them in like that in the first couple of hours, but that stopped there allowed time for the reinforcements and everything to happen, and um, and to the point where, you know, it turned into the obviously the the dug in you know nightmare scenario with you know no ground being given and ultimate you know retreat by us, but um, just a slight diversion there, um. But yeah, good to see the attitude and the commitment. The defense was back, and it was just good to see. And um, you know, there's so many weak teams we're facing off over the next eight weeks, and you know, we Origin weakened teams. So uh, the run begins, and hopefully, this two weeks gets us a couple more players back too. I mean, we only got two players back last week, so I mean, you know, imagine if we get another five back. All happening. Monkey D. One downside to beating the Storm is there are no Storm fans on Twitter to troll. Does anyone actually like these cheating turds? I'll see if Grover does. <laughs> Jeez, he had a bitch about it. <laughs> and that is a thing. If Manly don't win another game this year, or if nothing else happens this year, the Storm are going to have to live with the fact that they were swept <laughs> by Manly at their lowest ebb too. I mean, like, teams losing later in the season, you know, they're not going to care because they're going to be like, oh, fuck, we obviously got beaten by one of the top teams in the comp coming home strong, destined to win the premiership. But the Storm can't say that at all. My Saguna 85. I hate the storm with a passion and Manly's not far behind, but I will say this. That was one bloody gutsy win by the Sea Eagles. Life of Ty. Melbourne Storm, the cliniest team to ever hash in decline. Beaten twice by the little battlers from Sydney's Northern Beaches. Super Grover 4, he tweeted. Can we a few... fucking move on? How many... You've only read a couple of tweets from every other game. Now this is fucking Tweet Central. This is not the game with the most tweets this no, week. Who gives a fuck about Manly or the storm? Let's move on. This is not the game with the most tweets this week, and I didn't actually call out shit fans like I normally do, but the other ones, especially the Newcastle game, it was the only, literally the only two fucking tweets we got. Um, Super Grover 4. The worst thing is we gave Manly their only points they have in this year, and that burns my soul. Hash fuck Manly. Uh, Benny27. Can we get those one in a row shirts in maroon and white? <laughs> Happy to do it. And this question, this one I put in for you, Glenn, this is Anki D again. I checked the dictionary, but I'm not quite sure. Glenn, can you confirm, is Manly still undefeated asterisk? Well, if you're prepared Obviously. to use... <laughs> Obviously, I thought, textbook. Textbook undefeated asterisk. <laughs> These are the sort of, sort of losses Team of Destiny has to have on their way to an undefeated season. That's right. Possibly my finest moment on yeah, this show. Yeah. We had a couple. We had, we've had a couple of those, and now it's on our way to undefeated season. Brisbane Broncos twenty-eight defeated Parramatta Eels sixteen. Uh, Broncos twenty-eight came from tries to Jack Reed, Josh Maguire, double to Milford, Corey Parker three from four conversions and three from three penalty goals, defeating the Eels. Fromo hat trick. Sandow two from three conversions. That's it. 
the slow burn of the the Broncos season in 2015 is pretty impressive watching. I, I don't know that they've had a real standout performance. They've been no. they've been solid. They've uh, they've gone about their business and built week to week, which is probably a hallmark of of a Bennett coach side. And I think um, you know as much as he's vanilla and he's fluffy and he's all those things. You put Boyd at fullback in this team, and, and the Broncos go to another level, and and that I just don't know why that is. He just the way the, the way that they're playing like they, the football. I thought they just score a lot more tries where someone does all the work and just passes it to Darius Boyd to fall over but, the line. You know they they've had a couple of options at fullback, um, Jordan Carhu and Lock, Lachlan Maranta. You know, I mean, those guys aren't on the same fucking planet as Darius Boyd. Yeah. Paro I thought did some good things, but being at the game, excuse me, never really got the feeling that they were a chance of winning the game. I don't know if that makes a great deal of sense, but um, Broncos just seemed to be in control from start to finish, and Paro missing Radraja in a in a huge way, and I think I've mentioned it in recent weeks. The sooner he comes back, the better. It's just he's a guy, he's a bit like Vatuvai uh, for the Warriors. You know, when he gets the ball. Um, it puts the opposition on notice, and um, yep. you know sometimes playing the Warriors, you're just hoping to pick up the loose ball after he drops it. But Semi's actually got a lot safer hands than than Manu, and um, he's a real strike weapon for them, and 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 creates some good things. They they they're definitely lacking that little bit of a an X factor with with Hayne overseas now, and um, it really shows when they play a team like the Broncos that that can control the tempo and. Um, and can get to a lead and, and, and hold on to it. Just on Anthony Milford for the Broncos, he's, I think he's starting to really overshadow Hunt in the highlight reel stakes, but Hunt is is providing the substance, and I think that's probably the, the foundation for their halves pairing, um, building nicely for the future. Um, Hunt has some spectacular plays in him too, but uh, if, he, if he leaves the flashy stuff to Milford um, and, and, you know, Sound kicking game, good organising, gets the forwards um, running at good angles, gets everyone involved. I think that's you know that's how the Broncos will, t- will take the next step in this competition. Runoff, runoff, gutted. I missed the Broncos game. I got nothing much to say about it. No, Jeez. I was I was fading out pretty badly by this stage. <laughs> it's a fucking long. It's, Anzac Day is a fucking long day. Well, it was a blessing in disguise that Jackson had to play footy at two thirty. Which meant yeah. I didn't get to go to two up. Yeah, but you did. did you, have to, you still had to get up at four thirty. Oh yeah, I went yeah. to the dawn yeah. service, and um, but I didn't get to go to two up. Then had Jackson's game at two thirty. Then went to dinner before the game, and um, we went to Peasant at the barracks there. Okay. And um, I was slinging some sangria, <laughs> and uh, I got to the game, and I was like, Whoa. Anyway, you better give me another couple of bourbons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that'll always help. <laughs> yeah, that should pet me up. That was, um, I, I fucking slept well, I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, Runoff, Runoff, gutted I missed the Broncos game. Usually catch the podcast for a laugh and rants, but now I'm actually looking forward to the game review. Sorry. Oh, I cue it, mate. Jeez. <laughs> Cruzy 6 maybe... Maybe he doesn't have Foxtel, Nathan. Don't be an elitist pig. Download it, then. Torrance, just like anything else. <laughs> Cruzy 6 maybe Norman should concentrate on passing or even better, playing football instead of trash-talking his old team. Hash, foe, lock ya. 
Was he trash talking them really though? I thought he was more like catching up with you know. It was, it's to me it seemed like he was too matesy mm. with them. That's the I mean, I saw that's, it. that's the nature of the beast with modern day footballers. Oh, yeah, tell especially me the Jack Whitens of the world, you know. Just got paid anyway. Win, lose, still got get paid. paid. That's Hang out with my mates, get done by 40, have a laugh and a joke after the game. I remember seeing that back in the day. The like, fans you know, are slashing their fucking wrists in the stands on me out there going, oh, guys, we just got smashed by 40. I remember Good it was job. like in the, in the Northern Eagles era or the, you know, just when Manly first come back. You see, you saw some examples of that with like your Ben Walkers of the world, like they're laughing and, so, and I was just like, used to make me fucking wild. Just say, fuck you, bitch. You shouldn't be fucking be able to crack but a smile it. after I mean, that performance. Less so, but... Players are never going to hate losing as much as the fans do. They still get paid. That's right. And uh, Mr. Underscore Wars, Milford's last try and support play for his first shows you that as a 5'8", he's a fucking brilliant fullback. <laughs> hash happy dilemmas, hash anal. I don't know. I'm not sure that's why that's relevant, but... You know, Sam's going to do what Sam's going to do. Penrith Panthers 26 to feed the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 18 at the Muddy Puddle. And this one, the Panthers 26, came from tries of David Simmons, Matt Moylan, DWZ, Tyrone Peachy, Matt Moylan 4 from 4, and a penalty goal. And the Sharkies 18 came from tries to Fecky, Latelli, and Valentine Holmes. Uh, 2 from 3 conversions for Michael Gordon and 1 penalty goal. What about Valentine Holmes in the corner? That was pretty spectacular. Yes. All amounted to nothing like the Sharks, like their entire history as a football <laughs> club. Uh, <laughs> Penrith's Anzac jersey was a pick and is probably the best Anzac jersey in the history of Anzac jerseys within the NRL ever. Oh, well, I'd say a controversial viewpoint. I agree with everything you just said then. However, I think as a genre or a subcategory of jerseys, I think Anzac jerseys traditionally are pretty fucking ordinary and low down the ranking. Not saying anything about what they represent. I just mean, like, you know, from a design perspective. Yeah. I think they could easily be done better. Easily. Stay tuned to 2016. <laughs> this week in League of Fucking hell. No, yeah, that last part just was a lie. But I mean, no. Ah, the project. <laughs> we see just, just die sublimate a fucking shadow of a digger on, on the front of a. You know, he blew all over our Anzac, our Anzac jersey? Bruce Ruxton. Yeah, yeah. He, he fucking doesn't mind a potty. Doesn't mind a bit of fucking potty mouth. He'd love us. Yeah, true. But then he, I thought it would be more from the other angle where he's like, the RSL didn't fucking approve this. <laughs> fucking shut it down. Oh, if we, we, I mean, what do you got to do there? You got Queensland is the most under the thumb from the RSL though, too. Hey. Yeah. Look at our business yeah. hours. Are like just, Anzac Day is, is pretty much is a public holiday yeah. for anyone who who works on a weekend. Yeah. If it's you know like it was on Saturday. Exactly. Whereas like you know. Even local footy, that's why we had to play late. They couldn't play games in the morning. Till one thirty or whatever, yeah. Yeah, but even shops, like, I mean, hmm. fucking nothing. Oh, no, or some things, but yeah, like, not many. Like, there's, there's whole categories of exemptions, but even a lot of them were, like, still shut down. So. Okay, maybe we won't do an Anzac jersey. Why are people so quick, quick to bad Matt Moylan, with all due respect to Matt Moylan? <laughs> The guy. Just... I think it's not him. It's nothing to do with him personally. I think it's to do with the commentators saying that he's the next Darren Lockyer, and that is always that sort of shit happens to a player. It's fucking there's, hard. There's it's all, hard no, on the kid. No, but there's always a pushback from that sort of talk. Always. Yeah. Every player in history that's had that talk. I agree. Always a pushback. I agree that the media has their fucking hype targets. Mm-hmm. Um, Boom rookies, if you will. Benji, Benji Marshall was one. Yeah. The Tigers. Yeah. Like 
Well, he's still got it. Killing it. How many fucking lean years has that guy had? And shocking games. Shocking. And then Mate, you're only as good, good as your thing. last game, and his last game was fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> his last game was the 2005 Grand Final, apparently. Um, <laughs> just back to Moylan, he oozed his class in everything he does at such an early stage of his career. And there's not many clubs that fucking wouldn't be clamoring over themselves to, to get a piece of him. I'd, he's got a fucking fair few haters. And I just yeah, I think it's I think it's not got to be able to see hate. past the media bullshit. Yeah, I don't think they hate him. Years. I think they hate the yeah, I, I the hype. They, yeah, I think they hate the hype and that's yeah. Certain stages in this game, Cronulla seemed to be really controlling things nicely and and building towards a win, and they they just couldn't find a way to put the pennies away. Um, and little Aussie battlers from the west, the foot of the mountains, <laughs> they got the job done, and yep. it's not going to be long apparently till. Uh, Till we hear the the dulcet tones of pew 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 back on back on the muddy puddle. He will be back after the break, right? I think that's the rumor. Yeah, that's what they're aiming for. I think. Yeah, so, very he good. He was doing a bit of commentary. Yeah, um, doing a bit of commentary, and someone said, I "Can't remember where it was." Someone said, "Who the fuck's that?" Sounds annoying. Whoever it is, he slapped them. Turns out they crossed back to him. It was James Howard. I was like, <laughs> "You're right." It explains it, everything. 100 percent annoying. You, <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> um, tweet this week. CMW twelve underscore Cassidy cheerleader. Fucking one of the tweets of the year. Ben Barber is the NRL's worst buy since Ben Barber. But didn't that come from Nat Sinclair, or was that no, Cassidy's no, tweet she, herself? She, she's tweeted she just, that to Nat. Oh right. Yeah. And everyone's on it. Just going fucking check this out, and then yeah, yeah, gold. It's it's factual information. It is. It is. Freak O nine. Surely one of just, the pen- just yeah. just back to Cassidy. Yeah. And Nat and yeah. Danny for that matter. Yeah. You wear an outfit like that, and you look as good as they do in an outfit like that. Yeah. Say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. I'm probably going to buy it. But when you clearly know what you're talking about as far as football goes, just. It's fucking it's total package sort of shit going on right there. Can't disagree. Freak 09. Surely one of the Penrith cheerleaders will win the Anzac medal as best on ground. Got my vote. Alex underscore day underscore. Penrith Panthers proving one good fullback is greater than three average ones. <laughs> Hash Cronulla, the new fullback hoarders. Hash Colson fullbacks. And finally, the Canberra Raiders 30 defeat the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Rabbleos, 22. They're back. And uh, this was up in Cairns, wasn't it? Yes. And uh, the Raiders... Cairns th- can hold their fucking heads high. Fucking nice. I mean, they got a better crowd. They definitely got a better crowd than one of the games this, this week, didn't they? I'm just going back through the figures just off the top of my head. But in any case, they certainly got a better figure than many of the grounds got last year. Uh, and some of those being Lockhart Oval as well. Um... <laughs> The Raiders 30 came for tries to Jordan Rapana, double to Edric Lee. Shannon Boyd, Josh Papali, Blake Austin also with tries. Croker, two from six and one penalty goal. Could have been a lot worse for the Bunnies. And uh, their 22 came from tries to McQueen, Goodwin, Greg Inglis and Keary. Isaac Luke, three from four conversions. Thought Blake Austin was good for the Raiders. <laughs> I think someone sent us a tweet pretty much saying the same sort of thing. <laughs> some classy plays yet again and, and he got some help from Whiten who... Clearly got paid 
Um, Deservedly got paid. Yeah, Ernie's Ernie's pay. They um, I don't know. The Raiders are a bit funny. I think um, everyone expects them to to fall over, and they're putting some 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 good performances together, and everyone's wondering if who's really steering the ship there. <laughs> Ricky Stewart can't be doing it. I remember I remember talking about a um a game they had earlier in the season where I think they just lost probably like in the second or third week of the competition maybe. And I remember saying that like if they play like that they're going to you know they're going to mm. improve and win and win more games like because even though they lost that game they they displayed you know they showed heart. This is a perfect example of that actually paying off for them in the end. Sammy Boy in 1986. So my prediction is coming true. The Bunnies are shit without the most talented Burgess brother, Luke. Solzy04. This is a different side this year. We can beat anyone on any given day. Still building, though. GJ McDonough. It's uh, short for McDonald there. Join Shannon Boyd's tour over the top of New South Wales origin forwards. Last week, Woods. This week, Glenn Stewart. Next up, Greg Bird. Comments. Not much. He's, to say. he's called Woodsy out there. That's all. He's has uh, got a touch of the Steve Jacksons about him, old boy. Shane Aaron Elvis, South's just not good enough. Injuries taking a toll, sure, but too many errors and cheap penalties. The Raiders, are the better team. And to which Penrith and Manly say, the word injuries can't even pass your fucking lips, you fucking. Bitch. <laughs> and whatever the fuck you, you guys are going through this season pales in comparison to the West Tigers of 2014. Yeah, but all those guys play for Cronulla now or uh, retired or <laughs> so <laughs> irrelevant. Or Brisbane. Stop living in the past. Yeah, with the yeah, yeah, the chief chief amongst them in Brisbane. Nismo Raiders. Ricky Stewart's coaching. Hash revelation of the year. Yeah, let's be early, mate. Yeah, the, fuck. The real There's still Jedi. time for it to capitulate. The Real Jedi, time for a rethink on Ricky S. He was smart enough to leave power. I didn't like the losing culture. Canberra may fulfill potential yet. I'll tell you, they've had some resolve to stick with him over some terrible fucking terrible results. And like the True. fans as well have been taken through a ringer. If it's going to fucking happen anywhere, it's going to happen at his spiritual home. You reckon? Or it's going to happen at a team that's, that's good that he waltzes into, like when he was with the Easts. <laughs> I, I don't know that any team that's good is yeah. going to give him the coaching gig no, so true. this is the best he can hope for yeah Lol Australia South being shit is this hash Lol Stalgia <laughs> yes Freako 9 Raiders have a great free to air record they've won 3 out of 3 in the last 20 years <laughs> Previews. Now I'm not going to go through all the all the games this week because I'm not honestly I'm not sure how how well a team stocked of PNG hunters players is going to go. I mean I can't really make a realistic call on that. But it as is always, a, go the Kummels. It is a it is, is a rep weekend. The rep weekend and uh, Fiji taking on PNG, Samoa taking on Tonga, and that would be that's that's out at um, Australia, New Zealand. Under twenties is at Seabus. Fiji PNG is at Seabus. Okay, so yeah, it's on the it's oh, on the Gold Coast. Okay, well, fucking hell, I'm so Samoa Tonga is Seabus. Yeah, I'm a fucking. Uh, so there's a yeah. That's so a you good, got all those. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, fuck it, I'm going. Games. That's gonna be awesome. Because that's that, they're the ones you look at the games and like you know, you know Australia. You know we've you know, we've, been, we've been to so many Test matches in our lives, but 
always this weekend the entertainment the entertainment value always comes out of those games. Yeah. You know, like, you yeah. Know, spectacular shit, and the dudes you know are well up for the contest, and you know that's not diminishing the the effort and the, <laughs> and the commitment of the players playing for Australia and New Zealand. No, by no means, but. But uh, these guys tend it's to very throw more caution to the contests. wind. Yeah, they, they, they tend to put it all out there. Um, thoughts on Australia versus New Zealand? Oh, look, these games are always tough to judge. And I think, that, you know, there's some New Zealand players that are probably struggling for a little bit of club form, but they pull that black and white jersey on and, and you know, once the Harker comes into play and, you know, they, they, they can pull out a result against the, Australia in recent years. But... You know, you'd always like to think that you know, some of these strange selections are a bit puzzle, puzzling as well. So um, there's some out of form players in there that have, that have you know, got their own reputation um, slash being a favourite of Tim Sheen's, which you know used to apply at club. Now it applies at country, which is pretty poor. Um, Tamau. Sorry. Dead set, fucking James Tamau. Yeah, that that's a reputation pick right there. <sighs> What, what reputation though? I mean, because he, he still hasn't really fucking done anything in rep, in rep footy at any level. Well, it's, it's been a long time since he's done anything at club footy too. But yeah, but I mean... People like, are saying, a... oh, he's in better form. No, 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 oh, no, no, let's, no, he had, he had a good game on the weekend though. He right. did. Yeah, so no, he's no, the legit. Paul Searin of his generation. The <laughs> weekend <laughs> the, the fucking <laughs> test side gets, gets selected, he's yeah. going to pull out a big one. That's the magpie hater in you coming out. Sorry? That's the magpie hater in you. You're the reason why this club can't move on from the fucking... He's probably right. I just JV. remember there was a lot of times where we were at Leichhardt Oval or Campbelltown Stadium and um, and my old man would always make a point on the way to the game talking to his mates going, you watch Sirenin today. You watch him. He was, you know, we've got we've got a test side being picked or it's, it's origin time. Yeah. Just wait to be origin team's going to be picked. He'll have a big game today. Or if it was at the start of the season, won't see much of Syria today. No rep footy this time, this time of the year. That's funny because I mean, as as someone you know, obviously less televised games back in the day, and, and as someone who didn't really care about Balmain, what they you know, yeah. I, I never I never had that impression of Syria. I was always like, oh, you know, he's he's good. He was always, Dad was always. I don't know if it was begrudging or you know had had a lot of respect for Wayne Pierce. Yep. Um, you know, everyone talks about this fucking Syrian. And later years, it was Willie Mason who copped the, copped the wrath of my old man. Yeah, um, Willie. Fucking Mason. Look, <laughs> oh, he's just a fucking mouth. Look at him. He'll have, oh, there's his one good run. There's his one good run, and we won't see him again for another 30, 40 minutes. Oh, there's Willie. There's his second good run. It was about 40 minutes after his first one. And, uh, yeah, but uh, Wayne Pierce was always, he goes, yeah, look, Siren gets all the raps. Siren yep. gets a lot of raps. Pierce plays his share of rep footy, and, you know, but doesn't get uh, doesn't get the fanfare that Ciro does. Or Blocko, those sort of blokes. He's yep. always a big fan. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be a about... fan of James Tamau, I can tell you that. How do you feel about Steve Edmed? Oh, look, <laughs> never really got a comment from, from Bruce about uh, Edmed. He was, um, you know, he was, uh, Western Sub, you know, Cameron Blair. Yeah. Um, David Gillespie. Yeah. Uh, Legendary you know, man. Those sort of guys. Those, he was always a big fan. I remember David Gillespie used to live right next door to. Um, a guy I went to school with and I used to play golf with on uh, on Monday afternoons. He's lived right on the golf course at Glen Alpine there. Yeah. And um, 
yeah, I used to play golf, go to back to his house in, on a Monday afternoon and play nine holes. And uh, always used to you know, get a bit of a glimpse of, I don't know if, he always used to have Western Suburbs jerseys on his line. I don't know if he had to wash his own jerseys. Is that how poor West were back in the day? I think, that's how, I think that's how it probably went back in the day, to a, to a certain extent. Wash your own jersey? To a certain year level, I reckon. I, I mean... Yeah. It's, well, I mean, we're talking early 90s. Oh, okay. Well, you, you would have thought that someone was washing them from by that stage. Well, maybe that, you know, he just used to get around in them. I, I, don't, yeah, know. I don't know if he loved the club that much. Maybe there was his special ones. Yeah, I... But, uh, Maybe they're the ones from the woods. As a, as a, <laughs> as a starry-eyed Magpies fan, I got a kick out of that, I have to say. And uh, Johnny Allenson used to pull beers at Dad's pub. That was he used to, he used to have to run errands, and because I, yeah. I was a starry-eyed Magpies fan, he was playing on the wing then. Yeah. And uh, I used to go and help him run errands and ask him fucking questions about what it was like to play on this stadium, what it was like to tackle this player, and fuck, I would have been annoying. And he's just like, fuck off, kid. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. Just piss off, mate. Yeah, just, just kid. All I want to do is pull my beers as my yeah. fucking part-time job. Yeah, and I'm gonna go out and he didn't uh, didn't stay at Western Suburbs that long. He went on to play City Country after he went to Newcastle. Johnny Allenson and I like to think that some of my um, some of my questioning and some of my fandom pushed him on to greater heights. In other words, annoyed him so that he moved out of the western suburbs yeah, that's, that's <laughs> and moved prob- to a team with a game of platform. That's, that's probably accurate. <laughs> and that is full time of episode one eight. Six. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League and Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League as well. And This Week in League on Instagram. May as well follow us there because you never know. One day, Glenn might put his boobs up there. Look, vote for it. <laughs> but you do get to see some magnificent stuff from Hilgenfeld on there as well. I just... I'm, I'm just struggling. We've got... We're closing in on 5,000 Twitter followers. Yep. 2,000 Facebookians. Yeah, well over that. We're all, we're, we've been over 2,200 Facebook Yeah, but I mean, ages. that's a fucking long way from 5,000. People yeah. need to get their shit together. You know what I reckon it is? People don't want to put their real name to shit. Like, you can get your Twitter follow. I mean, Twitter follow, yeah, you, yeah. you get a healthy dose of fucking bots and stuff as well that, are, you know, filter in and out, get suspended and fluctuate. But then you get people as well that are inc- incognitos. <laughs> and you don't want them, you know, they, they, they don't want to put their face to it. That's pretty soft. They don't want to put their name on it. But uh, put your name on it. Get exactly. on Facebook. Seriously. Put a ring on it. Exactly. And put a review on it as well on iTunes. Got a tweet from Mr. Wars. Not happy. Wrote a fucking quality review in iTunes. A good page long and the fuckers didn't let it through. But yeah, I did I could, notice. I can only imagine the content. Exactly. But earlier today, <laughs> when I was getting stuff together for the show, I saw a new review from Mr. Wars. He put it in on Sunday, apparently. The Furry Cobra, five stars. Meow, 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 meow. Hash anal. <laughs> no hashtag there. That was it. Presumably that wasn't what he put through <laughs> as his page long. <laughs> he reckons he didn't swear. In it. Well, I said don't don't swear because I mean that's straight away they put it you know they put a line through it. But um, he says he didn't swear. 
but he did refer, you know, refer to semen, not by name, but, you know, he spoke around the subject of semen for a while. So, we got another one from uh, underscore underscore skinny. Say what's in front of you, five stars. There's comedy gold, beards, footy, biased comments, beards, and all-round hilarity. Funny as fuck, well-produced, and great sound. And he said funny as FK. He didn't get one through the senses, because he just can't. Well produced and great sound. Thank you, sir, for your kind review. Tipping, Bush Lemon on top. Uh, two points ahead of the pack. Early breakout over NZ Tiger, David Kingston, Tucker, the Mitch Eye. And then back another point to Sears underscore zero five. Paul Mac underscore 78. Manola Calvete. Exotic. Mad Dog. And Doug on 35. Fantasy, Rick Grimes, bitch, in t- on top again. And it's his usual names, the Pool Qs, One Trick Pony, Top China Dragons, Sesame Timbers, <laughs> Puds Picks, The Wendells, Bobbers, Fiji and Eels, and The Tryhards. And I don't have the stuff from X-Plane for the Pick the Ladder. I'll tweak that out, no problems at all. And just remember, we need another nine t- run TMBs to get it going. Well, Come on now. Let's get you on fucking joke. If you're listening to this show and you're a West Tigers fan, and you haven't bought a Run TMB shirt, you need to have a fucking long, hard look at yourself after you buy a Run TMB shirt. Yes. And you feel a lot better about yourself and what you do right at this very point in time, which you should be fucking ashamed, quite frankly. And we've established we need two more you've jerseys. You've fucking hash Tigers in the Pine bullshit. You've been, in the tigers, been past the Tigers in the Pine t-shirt fucking debacle. Mm-hmm. Now's the time to fucking yeah. assert our fucking dominance over the rest of the fucking Bronx that listen to or host, or produce, or a part of this fucking show, get amongst it, get on it, get around it, get in it. Two more jerseys before we, two more jerseys before we hit it as well, before we can hit it, Uh, you know, we'll keep it open for a little bit longer, but I reckon if we get the two jerseys like tomorrow, then us and the other people who have ordered them are going to be itching for them. So we can't hold it open forever. So if you have intentions of getting a jersey, make it happen in the next week. So we can move along for the people, you know, who did jump on straight away and put their money down. So uh, thank you, please, and thank you. And that's it. That's all we've got time for. I'm feeling good. I think coffee might have had an effect. I'm tired. Also, the fact we've finished about half an hour sooner than, you know, we often well, are, yeah. you know, might help as well. It was fucking 20 to 1 before the time we got home last, last week. Yeah, you drive pretty slow. It's not that far, fuck. What the fuck? I was busy falling asleep behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I think you pulled over, had a sleep for an hour, I woke up. Should have. <laughs> but that's it. That's all we got time for. See you next week. See ya. This week in league, a man once mistook a Christmas tree for... That's going in at the end. Can't talk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.